Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Just confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. <laughs> we good? We Gucci? You have to have a closer to you. I was you taking a sip. Okay, okay, well, I know. You can't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll just fucking... You, no, no, you know what? You're right. Well, I'll get an IV. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's runner backpacks. Like, if you're hiking and shit like that, it has a pouch. <laughs> in the bag and it's just a giant straw that you can suck on let me tell you something stephanie we've known each other for what over 50 years 50 if at any point <laughs> you see me doing some kind of drugs with a backpack and it intervenes it's not straw, drugs you just have wine if in at it. any point you see me drinking you go on a out hike. of if at any point you see me drinking out of an accessory take me to a rehab because at that point i need help you know what i've never had what boxed wine uh, <laughs> I remember um, an an ex of mine whose family swore to God that Trader Joe's wine was the best, but then I read articles that was like, there's fucking rat's tails in it and bugs because it's organic, but like literally they don't separate anything. Watch, yeah, what's going in there. Oh, is that a crow? Uh, it's a grape now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I dropped the hyper... <laughs> what? Well, hyperdermic. 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 <laughs> Oh no, my son. Hello, Donna. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm spectacular. That's nice. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm 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 risking wait, wait. it for the How day. are you, Donna? I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> IMDB is fucking weird with what it shows me on a screen. Like I'm looking up somebody's resume of work, but I'm seeing like Hitler and um oh. <laughs> I swear to god it, it must be a movie this person did. And then they're showing me like all these other fucking lists of people and whatnot and why why am I seeing Jake Gyllenhaal? I've seen enough of Jake Gyllenhaal. He's from... also in this movie? No. <laughs> you don't even know what movie. Every I'm doing. movie we're going to do from now on. Has this is to now have... <laughs> called the, the Jake Magillanal podcast. The Jack Maginimal. <laughs> Jack McGoggles. <laughs> Suck on these goggles. There's this fucking movie that I don't think a lot of people have heard or seen, but it's called If Lucy Fell and it's starring... Um, she Never Gets Up. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> what? If she fell. You're an idiot. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker, and it's about her and her friend make a... a uh, like a pact that if they don't have a relationship they're by their next birthday, they're going to kill themselves. Oh. Not the what? point. Oh. Ben Stiller is in it, and he plays an artist with dreads, and, um... Oh, no, white men He's with like, he's like, to one of the characters, he's like, what's your last name? 
Mc, McDickatrick, McDonadick, and he's like, McGonagall, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you prostitute. <laughs> what movie are we doing? You know what? I don't know. I'm not hyped about this movie, but I'm also not terribly, like, sad about this movie. I mean, the last two movies I did, I thought, were garbage, and one was garbage, but the other one... Which one? Lost Highway's garbage. <laughs> you know, I talked to a friend who told me, oh my god, he was like, I just bought the movie on uh, the Criterion Collection because they just released it. Send me the episode you guys I'm did. I'm surprised he found the one person that sells it. Criterion Collection is a company. They put these movies well, out. They're the only company that apparently makes anything because I couldn't find it anywhere. I, <laughs> well, he was like, I just bought it on, for Criterion Collection. Send me the episode. What a waste of I money. did. I, I mean, I don't know why people buy DVDs anymore on <laughs> Blu-rays. Like... <laughs> At this point, I could make a fucking coffin out of all the discs in my house because, or the fucking VHS tapes my family still Dear has. Dear children, I want to be buried in my DVD, CD, record collections. You know, I think it was the late, great Daryl Dimebag who was buried in a kiss coffin. Who? He was a musician. Somebody shot him on stage while he was performing, oh. and they buried him in a kiss coffin. It's a coffin... With the band Sponsored. Kiss on it. <laughs> Coffins, sponsor us. There, uh, there's Barbie ones. And Barbie Hot Wheels coffins? ones. Yeah, for kids. That's, <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Holy shit. Do you think they make Care Bear ones? You know, at this point, you can get anything done in this world. Yo, Squishmallow Coffin. <laughs> I would be like, can somebody... You can't do that, Squishmallow. I came up with the idea first. <laughs> People are buying them as they come out and reselling them for, like, three times the it's price. It's just, like, the lining in the coffin. I want someone to make me a child's coffin. I have no children, and I don't murder kids. <laughs> and I want <laughs> I want the outside to be that Russian cartoon where he's like, Don't touch a mask again! And, like, all over Which the just, coffin. Yeah, it's just Prince. Yeah. And then I will give this away for free to a family who loses a child. <laughs> And then I'll be like, we need to put subwoofers in the ground, above the coffin, but in the ground, so that way, when somebody walks near it, we'll have, like, a fucking sensor, so it will know. And then it'll just go, don't "Don't touch my spaghetti! And then after that initial heart attack that somebody would have, it would break into, don't touch my, touch my this is the dumbest shit. I wish I... he was my father. <laughs> the mouse? The cartoon mouse? It's a bear. <laughs> it's supposed to be like the three bears. <laughs> Instead of porridge, it's spaghetti. <laughs> it's the Italian version. I thought it was Mickey Mouse. The <laughs> <laughs> fucking janky version of Mickey Mouse. Oh, God. All right, well. Anyway. <laughs> welcome to Explain It Me. Explain it to me. A podcast where two women. Schwammin. Discuss the plot of a movie that is very confusing or convoluted. And just batshit crazy sometimes. And the person explaining the movie is drunk. Er. Yeah, drunker. <laughs> We're both kind of starting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Stephanie has never seen Dreamcatcher. Stephanie, what do you know about Stephen King? He has too much time. Uh... <laughs> fuck That's he the- writes too many books 
Yeah. There was an interview with him and George R. R. Martin. And George R. R. Martin is like, how the fuck do you release, like, ten books in a year? <laughs> Does he really? Something ridiculous. I mean, at some point, I guess he's just like, oh, But they're all, like, whatever. 400 pages or something like that. So it's just like, does he have slaves in his basement? <laughs> no, he just has a fucking large amount. He's probably so rich that he could do whatever he wants. At this point, Stephen King could be like, I'm going to write my own version of... The, the house that Jack lived in, or the, whatever the fuck that kindergarten book I'm is. I'm going to write my own version of The Little Mermaid. Yeah, basically. And then it'll be like 800 pages, and it'll be aliens. No, then it'll be CP. At this point, I don't know what... Oh, child porn? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at, yeah, at this point, I feel like he could write whatever, put his name on it, and be like, here you go. Just, well, I came on your he face. Has like, <laughs> he has like three different names that he writes under, too. I think he only has two, and then his son has... His regular name, and then a, a I forgot much. what it's called, an alias or a pen, na- a pen name, not doppelganger. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thankfully, no, my movie doesn't have to do with doppelgangers. But the movie I'm doing today sucks, and um, nice, nice. I I don't mind Stephen King. I think there are a lot of his movies that I actually are there love. any Native Americans in this movie? No, <gasps> <gasps> no. Stephen King, you fucking racist. <laughs> what? I mean, I. Like, if I had to pick movies of Stephen King's that I really, really love, I think, and this isn't fall in line with, like, his horror or supernatural shit, Dolores Claiborne is a really good movie. I didn't even know that existed. Of course you didn't. I love Silver Bullet. My husband swears to God that movie is shit. Uh, It's about... Is it about a silver bullet? Mm -hmm. It's about a kid in a wheelchair who... (laughs) (laughs) He is the silver bullet! That's not a joke. They call his motorized wheelchair the silver bullet. He lives That reminds in a- me of that cartoon, that animated movie, <laughs> Snails Racing. They put, like, rockets on their shells, and it's I- like cars, but with snails. Uzumaki? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking know. No, no, um, and, like, I don't know, Pixar or someone made I it. I want sushi. Anyway. You ballin'? No. <laughs> yeah, no, we're too poor for sushi. <laughs> that's not true. We killed, like, once a week. Anyway. Uh, once every two poor. weeks. Yeah, probably. So, no, so, like, it's about a kid in a wheelchair who lives in a small town in Maine, because that's where all his shit takes place, and there's a werewolf killing people in the town. So him and his sister and his alcoholic uncle, played by Gary Busey. the wolf with his silver bullet? Who's he? The wheelchair boy. No, he doesn't kill him with the fucking wheelchair. Oh. What is he like? He's just, just running it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what happens in <laughs> Turns the Turns it into a rocket ship. Spoiler alert. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Carrie's really good. The original. I like The Shining, but it's not like one of my favorites. I don't think it's shit. Um, I've never seen it. I only know, here's Johnny. Okay, <laughs> my favorite Stephen King movie, though, which is shit, well, it's a tie between Misery and, like, my family used to watch that movie all the time and, like, laugh at it, even though it's not supposed to be a, a comedy. Or Sleepwalkers, which, to be honest with you, I would do for this podcast. It's not really that confusing. It's about these cat people that kill human beings to survive. Werewolves? No, cat people. They're cat. Vampires? People. They're, like, six foot fucking tall naked cats. Pussvires. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that movie. Pussy Vampires. It's the only movie where uh, somebody kills a man with an ear of corn. Not a wheelchair? <laughs> no, not Again, a wheelchair. missed opportunity. There's more Stephen King, like... Pet Cemetery. I like... like 500. I, do, I don't know how many they made into movies. Stand By Me is one of, like, the best movies ever. Stand By Me. 
I don't know what you're singing. Okay. We're doing Dreamcatcher. No, no. Oh, yeah, he did It, too. It is great, too. The the original film with Tim Curry. I've never seen the original one. Get out of your house. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to watch it in my house. Yeah. I don't have a house. What the fuck are we saying? Get out of your apartment. So. It's not mine, either. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so, Dreamcatcher. It copies so many tropes from all of his other films. If that wasn't bad enough, the plot is so garbage. I feel like that's the only way he writes, like, 20 books in one year. I don't it's know. the same plot for every book. He just swaps out the villains or monsters and the character names. I don't know if I should ruin a piece of trivia now or if I should just wait till the end of this. You do you. You yelled at me for sprinkling in my trivia. This book is over 700 pages long. You read the book? No. I watched the movie. <laughs> Wait, wait. Okay, so is the dude? Uh, have you seen Homeland? <laughs> he either goes back yes, to Bam Margera. Damian Lewis. <laughs> or Homeland. Damian Lewis is in this film. Okay, I know the cast of Homeland. I know three people. Well, I mean, he's only in like the first season or two. Two seasons. Spoiler alert: yeah. He dies. Spoiler alert: He dies. Um, and Damian Lewis is in it, Thomas Jane, Timothy Oliphant, Jason Lee, Morgan Freeman, Tom Sizemore. Morgan Freeman is in this? Yes. And his character is awful. Stephen King wrote this story after getting into a near-fatal car accident. He wrote it in the hospital. Do with that what you will. I don't know. He has his typewriter. Oh. Do you know who Tom Sizemore is? No. All right. He's an actor. Cool. I couldn't name many movies he's been in, but... He had a, helps me even less. In the early, between like 2000... Post and, or pre-9-11. I wasn't going to even bring up 9-11. And now you ruined it. Now this now this episode has 9-11 in it. I would say between like 2003 and 2009, he had his own reality TV show because he had a drinking problem. And so that caused him to not have like a good acting career. And there is a scene. You don't got a drinking problem. <laughs> that ain't no reason to stop. Yeah, according to Tom Sizemore, there is a scene in his reality show where he's in a car, and somebody else is driving the car, and he turns around from the front, and he's like, "I have a sex life." That's <laughs> <laughs> all I ever remember about Tom Sizemore. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> he's an actor. He's in Dreamcatcher. Oh, reality TV show? Yeah. I, I Google. I can't even fucking tell you what else he's really been in. Oh, well, I... I Donna gave me, like... Donna. Uh, she sent me a list of movies that she was going to pick from and just asked me if I saw any of them. I'm like, Dreamcatcher. It sounds familiar, but I can't remember. And I looked it up on IMDb, and there was, like... 10 movies that are called Dreamcatcher. I'm just like, which one? (laughs) Is that why you asked if there were Native Americans in it? Because Dreamcatchers are famously, like, tied to... Oh, shit. When I tell you... (laughs) When I tell you what the fuck a Dreamcatcher means in this movie, you're gonna lose your mind. Okay, wait, hold on. Um, He's been in a lot of war movies. Tom Sizemore. He's been in Saving Private Ryan. Right? That's what that's called? Black Hawk Down. He likes them war movies. No, he takes what he can We also like them war movies. (laughs) I don't. He takes what he can get. No, I don't recognize him. Okay. Don't worry about it. And I'm it. good with faces. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, so let's get into Dreamcatcher. This movie came out in the hot year of 2003. May 19th, 2003. Where were you? <laughs> I was 10. <laughs> Where I was? 
Oh, I was, God. I was moving from Brooklyn to Queens. Where were you? On May 19th, 2003. Okay, cool. Me too. Um, <laughs> the director and screenplay writer of this film is named... Stephen Lor- King? No. He wrote the book. Is named Lawrence Kasdan. Kasdan? I didn't know who this was. Do you know what movies Stephen Kasdan has wrote, written? Movie titles I such as... I can't even think of yeah, a movie I title. <laughs> <God>. Avatar. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Raider of the Lost Ark. Silverado. What was the last one? I don't know. With the, the aliens? New, the new one's coming out. Did you hear about it? Indiana Is, Jones in it and still? getting his AARP medication. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be in the new one. He wrote the, the one of the last star, uh, star Wars, The Force Awakens. Because he also is a screenplay writer on Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. I just want all Star Wars fans to know. Here we go. Uh oh. Here's my controversial comment of the day. Get a whole group of people completely to hate us. The fact that George Lucas decided I'm gonna make to sell Star Wars to Disney. No, I don't even give a fuck about that. The fact that this man decided Uh I made the original three. I'm gonna make three new ones. They're gonna be prequels. I'm gonna fuck with the the numbers though and call it. The, the prequels are one, two, three, and the ones from the 70s are four, five, six. Suck my ass, because if you want to change numbers like that, fucking time travel, bitch. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The dude that The plays... original three are the original three. That's one, two, and three. The dude that becomes Darth Vader sucked uh, so much that Hayden he basically didn't get any more acting roles. That's sad. That's fucking sad. He was a horrible actor. But maybe, you listen, as much as I can say that there are people who in on on this planet who suck at acting, you also have to look at... <laughs> <laughs> you also have to look at the writing. Their capability goes so far to also whatever shit is delivered to them that they have to act on screen. Okay, hold on. When you have... I feel he has no emotion. He has no idea how to fucking Have you seen act. him in other there, films? There's a th- part in... No. That's why I'm saying he hasn't had any other I can tell you movies. that he knows... Well, I mean, maybe after Star Wars, no, but he did a movie called Shattered Glass where he plays the true... Why am I getting true, a rash right now? I don't know. <laughs> it's the true story of a reporter for the New Republic who fictionalized... In Star Wars? No. There He's, is a New Republic. I'm going to go kill myself now because you said that. <laughs> Who made up stories for his fucking article that he wrote for, for his I newspaper. I feel like that's every newspaper nowadays. No, no, no. He got in a lot of trouble for it. He got in so much trouble for it that when he couldn't be a reporter anymore because he got caught, he decided to finish law school because he originally was going to be a lawyer. To the but point he couldn't where pass the bar test? He couldn't take it. He can't be a lawyer. He can only be a law clerk because he's committed deceit in the world in society so he's already he he fucked they over care an ethical about your code day-to-day oh life. hell yeah are you kidding me it's a good movie and he didn't do a bad job in it when you were 10 years old you lied about <laughs> i mentioned the screenplay writer because this film sucks so much it's also i have to preface this this is one of the most disgusting movies i've ever seen i used to love this movie as a kid i don't know why but that just shows what kind of movies we watched when we were children. That's not a lie because my family used to watch Silence of the Lambs and why they were showing a nine and seven year old this film, my parents to my sisters, I don't know. But my mom always said, girls, this is why you never help a man put a couch in his car. Not, but- not, not <laughs> don't, don't talk to strangers. Don't help people out. 
Don't help a man put a couch in his van. Well, my mom, me and my brother have a really big age gap between us. Same. And my, well, you don't have an older brother. No, but I have two older sisters. Yeah. With the same age gap. So, I can't remember what the movie, I think it starts with a P. It came out in like the 80s, 90s. Primal Fear? No. It's a, it's a, it's a horror movie. Pumpkinhead? No. Where the children get sucked into the TV. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I was watching Poltergeist with my brother, mm-hmm. and my mom walks in. She's like, turn this off. She's too young. And I was like, this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, anyway. You ready for a question? Always. Yes. So, Stephanie. Donna. In a scenario where you're a child with telepathy, <laughs> <laughs> would you use your powers to steal candy and create chaos? Or would you help find a missing child in your town? Candy. <laughs> yeah, but Stephanie, you could help investigate. I'm a child. I don't give a shit about Real anyone else. life Scooby-Doo. And you could be the Daphne of the group. Technically, I'd probably be Scooby. I can't see but without my glasses. That's not what she says. She goes, Jinkies. Yeah, she says I can't see without my glasses. Yeah, but first she says Jinkies. Okay, I forgot Jinkies. Wow. So, okay, I don't give a fuck. Well, if you gave me the option, like, if I can talk to animals. That's not what I said. I said telepathy. You know what telepathy is? Yes. Okay. So you would create a muck in your town instead of yeah, trying to candy. help. Stephanie's going to hell. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. So uh, I forgot to add one more person who's in this film. You know Mark Wahlberg? Of course I know Mark Wahlberg. Okay. We already did a movie with him. That's true. He's not in this film. His brother is Donnie Wahlberg. Oh. <laughs> the bad boy. Of new kids on the block. Does he look like him, but not him? I don't <laughs> fucking it. No. Anyway, let's jump into this. So, Again. this garbage movie opens with a therapy session. There's a man who is obviously the therapist. He's sitting on his chair and he's sketching a dream catcher, while a patient is sitting on the couch or laying on the couch, and he is a heavy set man. And he's talking about Carl's Jr. Do you know what Carl's Jr. is? This reminds me of the last Matrix movie that no one should definitely watch. You know what Carl's Jr. is? Yeah, it has two names. It's what? It's a fast food place. It's a burger joint. Yeah, day. but there's like it's the star thing, right? I've never heard of that. It I has a star. It. Yeah, it has and a two clown. different names depending if you're like or is that Jack in the, in the Midwest? Box. That's Jack in the no, Box. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just yes, don't fucking there know. Yes, it is. It's Carl's Jr. and something else. I just know and it has the same logo. that this man is talking about Carl's Jr. Ordering. In his therapy session. Okay? Is he hypnotized? No. I'd he's talking, talking about Taco Bell if oh. I was hypnotized. <laughs> so while he's going on about Carl's Jr., the therapist says to him, do you think this compulsive eating thing has anything to do with your mother's death? The therapist is Tom. Deep. <laughs> the therapist is Thomas Jane. Who? I... Oh, wait. Google. For the life of me can't... T- wait a minute. Here's another Stephen King movie that's really good. The Mist. I've seen it. Yeah. They he fucked plays- up the ending. Yeah, I know. He plays the dad in it, the main character. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. All right. They should have waited. Spoiler. <laughs> Thomas Jane, who is the therapist, starts telling his patient about the night his mom died. He was like... Oh, you don't want to talk about that even though, you know, you weren't there. And that's probably the reason why she died. He starts talking about facts about the night his mother died that he shouldn't know. Because this person didn't divulge that information to 
to Thomas Jane's character. So he's like, how, how do you know that? How do you know that about my mother? And how do you know about her, her, her death? Because I fucked your mother. That's horrible. Um, and unethical on so many levels. But I knew her before I knew you. He gets so upset, this man, he breaks his couch. He's, like, jumping up and everything, and he's heavy set. so, like, you know, he breaks the fucking legs off of it. Did he do what Tom Cruise did on Oprah? No, he didn't stand up. He's just sitting and just, like, jumping up and down because he's, he's outraged because he's like, how the fuck do you know this shit about my mom's that's death? That's fucked up. Yes, I understand. No, no, that. no. What, do you, do you know? What's fucked up? Him using his powers to manipulate his patient or the fact that this fat man broke a couch? Yeah, that. Okay. The, the patient leaves abruptly. He's upset. And Thomas Jane then pulls a gun out of his desk. It's time to play Russian roulette. He cocks it and he puts it to his head. And he's like getting ready to pull it, I think. And then the phone rings. Saved by the phone. Bell. That was the joke. <laughs> so he picks up the phone. And without waiting to hear who's on the other line, he says, Jonesy. I hope you're getting this at this point. He has telepathy. Sure. <laughs> yes, you're right. He does. But he ke- it's like Groundhog Day. He keeps reliving. That the is same not day. the same thing. But okay, that Bill Murray doesn't have telepathic powers in that movie. Um, I mean, kind of. If you only see the end of the movie and he knows everything that's going to happen, anyway. He has anyway, I fucked up. He says <laughs> Jonesy without picking up the phone, and the gun accidentally goes off. That reminds me of what we were watching last night, where a wife... Oh my god, we were watching American (laughs) Justice. Where a wife wanted her husband to stay because she thought he was going to leave, and she was going to pretend shoot herself, but she ends up tripping and actually... She ran out into the driveway to show him, like, look, I have a gun in my my head. In my house. (laughs) And she tripped, and she shot herself by accident. And then he got murdered, so, you know, it all works out. Um, so, so insane. So the gun goes off, and he accidentally shoots his degree, which is on the wall of his office. And oh, that's it. It's not valid anymore. He picks up the phone, and it's his friend, Jonesy, who he said out loud before he actually picked the phone up. Oh, shit, Jonesy. He had caller ID before there was caller ID? No, he had telepathy. That's what he had. <laughs> he doesn't need caller ID with telepathy. I'm just going to tell you his name now because I don't remember when they finally say it. Maybe on this phone call. The therapist's name is Henry, okay? Jonesy. Adams? No. Jonesy is his friend. That's Damian Lewis. Who? From Homeland. Okay. Holy shit. Just so, say Homeland, man. I'm not saying that. I'm going to call him Jonesy because they say it like a million fucking times. Oh, in Jonesy movie. is calling Henry Adams. Henry. No, don't do that. His name is already Thomas Jane. And you're saying Henry Adams. And this is just going to be fucking harder to... Henry Thomas Stop. James Adams? Stop. Just Henry. <laughs> There's more characters. you got to keep with it, okay? All right, so Henry picks up the phone. It is Jonesy. They talk about their Come friend, Duditz, and they should go see him. Duditz? Duditz. 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 They, they're they like, yeah, we should go see Duddits, you know, blah, blah, blah. Work sucks. I know. You left me roses by the stairs. Surprises, let me know you care. Um, <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll see you. I'll see you on Saturday. They have plans to meet on Saturday. Raindrops and roses. <laughs> I was seeing Blink-182. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now we cut to Jonesy, who is also sitting in his respected office. 
And a kid comes in. He has an office job too? Well, he's a professor. He's a history professor at a college. And uh, one of his students come in and... He's a professor I'd like to fuck. So Jonesy's in his office and a student of his comes in because he handed in a paper that was plagiarized or he cheated on a test. And Jonesy knows this without giving him any real evidence because telepathy. But he's... But he looks at the kid's sneakers, and his his he's wearing um, Chucks. Vans? No, Chucks. Chuck Taylors. What are they fucking called? You hate them. Goat sh- uh, No, you fucking hate them. Crocs? No. Boat shoes? No, they're- <laughs> The shoes that, like, they have a star on them. Oh, Converse. Converse. He's wearing Converse. But they must have, like, a team name on them because he realizes he's from his town. And he basically develops a soft spot at this very moment, and he says to the kid, I know you plagiarized, but I like your sneakers, so I'm going to let go. So, since you were absent that day on the exam, wank, wank, you're going to make it up. Have to suck my dick. You're going to make it up by writing a paper. And the kid gets up. my dick. The kid gets up to leave, and he's like, how did you know? He's like, you weren't even there that day when the test was given. And, uh, I don't know. someone did the test for him? I guess somebody else was proctoring the test the day that they were taking it. And it's not really explained. Because 700 pages in in an hour and 50 minutes, yeah. Oh, that's how long it is? I I don't fucking remember how long this You just said it's an hour and 50. You want me to pull up Tubi? That's where I watched it. (laughs) Oh my god, I did too! My movie! (laughs) (laughs) We now move on to Timothy Oliphant's character. You know who Timothy Oliphant is? He's in Justified. He's the main it. character from Justified. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I know him from Scream 2, playing character Mickey. He was in the new Mandalorian season. Oh, the crazies. I know him from the crazies. Right, there you go. All right. So, Timothy Oliphant doesn't have a glamorous job like his two other friends. He works in a kit. KFC. A kit. He works at a car salesmanship. Oh no! Yeah, used he's car salesman. Not used. I don't think so. Oh. But he's a car. He's a car salesman, right? Yeah. His are... name is Pete. Peter <laughs> is working at his job, and a woman comes in. It's raining. She like has a newspaper over her head. She's like, "Hey, I need a car." <laughs> yeah, she sounds like that. <laughs> and he's like, "I already came." Um, <laughs> if you don't give me a car, she tells I'm him. Gonna put a spell on you <laughs> she tells him she needs a copy of her keys because she lost them and she's not from the area she's like here for a business okay conference. i need money bitch i'm not just gonna give you keys they're like that's gonna take a couple of days at least we can't make yeah, you a copy right now yeah. it's a small town so he's okay, like you know what i don't know if you know there are chips in keys okay so you can't just get a copy like you would to the front of the door. Mm-hmm. Like You have to have it specifically programmed to your car because mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Anyway, this woman comes in. She's like, I really need a copy of these keys. He's like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be done in time, Lisa. I don't know if her name's Lisa. But the point is, is that he says her name without her introducing herself. Because he also has telepathy. All four of these fucking friends have the same gift. Who raped them? (laughs) I'll get to that. What Uh, trauma? I'll I'll get to that. 
she's like, did I tell you my name? And he's like, oh, uh, no, lucky guess. And I'm just like, oh, come up with a better excuse. Oh, uh, uh, your name tag from work is yeah. still on your shirt. <laughs> no, none of that. You're scaring the shit out of this woman. So he's like, maybe I can help you retrace your steps and find the keys. And then you don't have to go through getting another car and paying for it or not having she keys for the weekend. She knows where the keys are. No, she... She's not from there. So, like, she picked this car up from, I guess, his dealership because oh, she's, she's not renting from... a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't rent cars from dealerships. All right. I don't care. This is not the... I didn't write this, okay? I'm not Steve Campolan or whatever the fuck his name is. Who? Kazdan. I don't know. So, she's like, okay, I went to the corner store down the street, and then I went back to the I car. I had to get my Lucy's. I went back to the car, and that's when I realized that they weren't there anymore. He's like, perfect. So they go to the convenience store down the street. And she's like, looking at him like, what the fuck? Because he's just freaking her out. He says, if I find your keys, will you, have you to let suck me... suck my dick. Yeah. Will you let me buy you dinner? And she's like... Close <laughs> enough. She's like, sure. <laughs> you know who I am before me? I don't even know who I am, and you know who I am. He goes in the convenience store. He's like, you bought a Mars bar. And then you went up to the counter. And then and you he suck starts... the clerk's dick. No. He starts... It's a female. Um, <laughs> he starts moving his finger around like this. Like in a circle. This is me touching <laughs> you. <laughs> and he's like, don't find this weird. This is just how I help backtrace my steps. He just starts Because I off. backtraced it. Um... So... He's like, and then you went out into the parking lot to go back to your car. And when he goes out into the parking lot, the car is parked next to a puddle that must be eight feet deep because <laughs> she dropped her keys in it. And he picks them up and he's like, and here they are. How couldn't you hear blue? <laughs> I don't know. He gives her the keys and he's like, so I'll see you at eight o'clock at uh, this diner. And she's like, at my apartment? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She doesn't show up. No. And he, like, says something to himself under his breath, like, he knows he fucking ruined it because he acts like a creep instead of being, like, a coincidental. Well, I mean, if he's telepathic or whatever the fuck, he would know in that moment Fine, that she's not going to Fine, but then pretend like come. it's just a lucky coincidence, like, oh my god, I found them. Like, be, you're an actor, sir. Act better. <laughs> Ooh, so what we cut is this? To, we cut to the fourth friend. His name is Beaver. I don't think that's like his Christian government name, but, yeah, like the pussy. The dialogue in this movie is gore. Anyway, this is Jason Lee's character. You know who Jason Lee is? Oh, Jesus Christ. Famous Scientology member. Was in Kevin Smith's Small Rats. My name is Earl, which I know you know. He was Earl. Oh. Yeah, he left the church. He also used to be a skateboarder. And you know me and skateboarders. Clink. He has no job. (laughs) He's sitting in a dive bar. He has an obsession with toothpicks. This is important later. I know that he chokes on one. No, I know that a lot of people who have smoking addiction they use toothpicks in place of cigarettes to like calm down. Because it's just the... like an oral. Yeah. yeah. There's no talk of that. I know nothing of this man's past life. That's not true, but you know, not yet. He just has a fucking obsession with toothpicks. I don't know why. He is writing S S D D either in a window or on a napkin. Don't know suck, which one. Suck, dick, dick. Yeah. <laughs> you have the mind of a 12-year-old. Like, I, I swear to God. I, I'm just horny. I don't know. <laughs> so, Beaver calls Jones, Jonesy, and he tells him, hey, listen, I need you to be careful. And Jonesy says, be careful of what? And Beaver SSDG. says, wish I knew. He was in a phone booth, and that's when he was, like, writing with his finger on the steam of, like, the glass SSDD. 
When Jones is talking to Beaver on the phone, he's in his office, so now he's leaving to go home for the night. He's walking home, and he stops at a stoplight, and there's a stranger next to him, and he says, what did you say? And the stranger said, I didn't say anything. Whoa, 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 he's a stranger. And then he walks into oncoming traffic, and he gets talking hit by a car. About fucking dying. <laughs> he gets hit by a car. We and that suicide is mine. He's on the ground, and there's a crowd of people around him. They're like, "Call nine one one." His student, who he had a meeting with earlier, runs up to him, and and he's like, "Oh my god, that's my professor. I saw him like an hour ago." Like he's like unresponsive on the ground. They're waiting for EMT to come. EMT comes, and they're like, "I think he's gone." <laughs> and Jonesy. Wait, hold on. The EMT yeah. doesn't know if he's dead. I think. <laughs> Jonesy is, like, opening his eyes, and he sees a child Open your eyes. In, the, in the ambulance. And the child says, I see dead people. Ash a few, Mr. Gray. Ash a few, Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. Ash a few, Mr. Gray. Mm-hmm. Cut to six months later. All four... Wait, hold on. What's that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's that movie with Mr. Pink, Mr. Reservoir Dogs? Is That's it about Reservoir a heist. Dogs? No. No. Mr. White, Mr. Gray. So all four dudes are in a car driving up to a cabin. They get to this cabin. They start making dinner. It's Beaver, Pete, Henry, and Jonesy. Beaver says that he got a blowjob last night. And Pete's like, good for you. First time. They're grownups. <laughs> He then yeah, you, you would only share if it would be the first time. Beaver then says, bite my bag. I met an old lady at Bingo last night. We went back to her place and had an old fuckaroo. Who the f- How old are they supposed to be? 30, at least. Who the fuck in their 30s is playing Bingo to get <laughs> old cougars? Because they can't get anyone- Oh, incels, that's right. Beaver calls pussy trim. He's like, I got trim last night. That's stupid. That's disgusting. So, how wh- is that disgusting? That makes no sense. I don't. I don't know. I don't like that terminology. Just it doesn't sound right. Like I hate the word puss and and whatever the fuck that I is. Mean, that, trim. I would. That makes more sense. I, I got that puss puss last night. P P S S D D. Um. <laughs> I got that puss puss from Meredith. You know she plays bingos every Tuesday. She on that A A R P. You know that there's... We're going to have a PSA right now. Oh, God. If your grandparents are in a retirement home, make sure they get tested for STDs. Goodbye. I don't want to talk about this. I do At least every six months. I don't want to talk about this anyway. Because you know all of them be fucking. <laughs> That's true. Jones and Henry are outside the cabin collecting firewood. Henry tells Jonesy don't lift anything heavy because he's still healing from his car accident. He has a hernia. He survived, by the way. <laughs> he had a car accident? He got hit by a car. I told you this. He was in the he EMT. He got hit by a Jones car? Jones got hit by the car. If he has telepathy, he didn't connect with the ambulam. <laughs> he was in a trance. He wasn't paying attention. He said to the guy next to him, what did you say? Because he thought he heard someone speaking to him. And then he just walked out in the middle of oncoming traffic. One of my dad's friends died because he was in England and he looked the wrong way. Anyway, Jonesy asked Henry if he's been thinking about Duddits and how they were supposed to go see him that weekend, the night that he, the, the weekend that he got hit. Is that Earl? No. Who's Duddits? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Jones is Homeland. Yeah, I know that. Henry He's done it. is missed. We haven't met out of yet. Oh. Henry is missed. Got it. Timothy is crazies. And Beaver is Earl. I'm giving you this key because Who's I'm done not. It? Wahlberg. Oh, the fake one. The, <laughs> the fuck he exists. He's a human being. <laughs> they own Wahlburgers. The established, uh, you know, restaurant of, <laughs> I don't know where it is. I think it's one in JFK. And then they have one in Boston. There's one at an airport. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, isn't it weird how we were supposed to see him that weekend, but then I got hit by the car? Jones says that he saw Duddits before him and then just walked into the street because Duddits was motioning for him to come over. Come hither. But it was Duddits as a child. What? Yeah. And all of them know? I don't remember. Yeah, they grew up as children. They grew up in the same town. Derry, Maine, which is where it takes place. Okay. We cut to that night when, when Jones gets hit. And you see a child in underwear beat the fuck up standing on the street corner, but like just motioning over for a Wait, human being. Wait, beat up? What do you mean beat up? He's bleeding from his nose. He has bruises all over his body. He's shaking and he's literally only in underpants. Tidy whities Yeah, tidy whities not boxes. He got beat as a child? Well, we'll get into why he, he looks like that. He got beat as a child. <laughs> he has special needs. I, you want me to ruin the movie for you right now to tell you <laughs> no. why none of this matters? Okay, okay. Yeah, so, okay. He's dead. He is the reason they have telepathy. Yeah, but wait. Oh, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Jones says to Henry, Duddits would die before he let any of us get hurt, so why would he lure me into the street? Because he wants you to die now. Okay. Well, I mean, it was just a fucking, like, vision. It wasn't, like, real, so. Okay, if you're hallucinating... Please go see your doctor. So now they're sitting around the table in this cabin and they're having drinks and they're talking about boners. Wait, when did they get to the cabin? I said that, that they were driving in a car to this cabin. They're in the woods? Beaver, yes. Oh, Beaver no. and Pete are making dinner. Henry and Jones are outside collecting firewood. Making love. They're talking about the reality of waking up after sex and how movies don't portray that really well enough or like it's never realistic. You wake up and you're like, bitch, ew. (laughs) So they talk about this movie called Promised Land, which I've never seen, never heard of. Jones is like, you know, Beaver, you have a weird memory. And, you know, he's like, I have my memory warehouse, so it's fine. The memory warehouse is in Jones's head. If someone said that to me, I would be concerned. (laughs) So you cut to an actual warehouse where... (laughs) (laughs) All of my childhood is in crates. (laughs) The, the one cartons. that I want to forget about. So Homeland is running around a warehouse, picking boxes off shelves and moving them no. with a dolly. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's like someone trying to steal your packages when you get mail. It, he's like picking boxes up that say rock and roll lyrics. And he's like, I don't need this anymore since now I have a laptop. So like this is useless shit. I move it out of the memory warehouse. He's moving boxes and shit around in his memory warehouse, but this is his brain. This is the inside of his head. But we actually see him doing this? Yes, and you're going to see this for the rest of the film. That's so stupid. So he's in the warehouse, and he's like... If I had something like that, it would be... It wouldn't be. I wouldn't have that. That's stupid. No, wait. May, mm-hmm. Would you... I would have it... <laughs> Do you remember... <laughs> 
they used to have books where you could put all your CDs? What? No. Oh. Yeah, instead of like keeping a, them in the cases, yes, yeah, you yeah, would yeah, have yeah. like one yeah. zippered. Yeah. yeah, my memories would be that. Cool. My brain is on CD-ROM. Oh, okay. Good for you. I'm on floppy it's disk. I don't remember shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you know what floppy... Kids. Kids' floppy disks are how the BTK killer got caught. Um, <laughs> So, he's in his warehouse and he's talking about how, like, it... Somebody was like, where do you keep your memories of duddits and our secrets? And he's like, there's a special compartment in my warehouse... It's called my office. I swear to God. If we, I mean, we're almost there. If we're in our 30s and you tell me I have a brain warehouse. <laughs> Commit me. So he's like, I have a special office where I keep all my secret shit. And He has an office in his warehouse. Yeah, in his memory warehouse. A basement would make more sense. <laughs> he has a special section in the office of his memory warehouse where he keeps the information about duddits. He thought about this too much. <laughs> Him Except being he, Stephen he King. He almost died in a car accident and wrote this. Did he have this, a premonition? Did he see a little child beaten up in the middle of the road no, and that's but why this he crashed? movie has too many of the same tropes. We got Stand By Me with the four kids together, all four boys. We got It with the fuck. One of the characters wears a yellow raincoat like Georgie in the fucking movie. And there's the missing child in like the sewer grates and shit. And the four kids, like, like hanging out with each other, and they're a fucking troop. We and got, they all fuck the I don't want to give too much away. No, that only happens in the book. I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, there's just too many shared tropes. And it's like, let's take the plots of all of these movies, like The Shining, we have telepathy, and let's put them into one movie. But this movie sucks. So When do the dream catchers come in? Hold on. <laughs> well, I told you in the very first scene of the movie, Henry is drawing dream catchers. On a book instead of taking notes in Does his session. Does he know session. how to draw? So, um, everyone in the group has been thinking about Duddits recently. Duddits. This is their 20th anniversary of coming out to the cabin and having their, like, boys trip. Because the cabin is for the boys. <laughs> They've been driving cars since they were 10? They're in their 30s. Yeah, you said 20 years. Yeah. So, I don't know how long. They're, all right, maybe they're in their 40s because they're married, some of them with kids and shit like that. I'd say close to 40s is better. All right, that, that, makes, that makes a little more sense, more sense yeah. yeah. So, they all stand up, and they're, like, cheersing. There's a giant dream catcher hanging from the ceiling of this cabin. It is five. It's like a chandelier? Yeah. It's like five chandeliers glued together making a mega chandelier. Except it's dream catchers. Do you, one time I went to Arizona. <laughs> <That's> gonna, <laughs> I don't know what accent you're doing. That's like if an alien came down from space and was like, I am human. Arizona. I went to Long Island first. Wait, no, no, no. I turned on the TV. I saw Long Island Medium. So they're looking at the dream catcher, this fucking five merged together dream catcher creating one giant dream catcher. And they're like, here's to Duddits. And they're like, to Douglas Scavell, our dream catcher. The end. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Did they use his flesh to make the dream catcher? Yeah, how'd you know? This is the story of Ed Gein. Um, Are his ashes smeared on the dream catcher? No. He's not dead. Then why are they cheersing to the Dreamcatcher we'll and saying his name? It's like, oh, remember, we went to the Grand Canyon and spread his ashes, but then instead of doing that, we trinkled it on a Dreamcatcher. Trinkled? Trinkled. All right. 
Time jump. We're going to the past. 1960-something Dairy Maid. When does this movie take place? In the current when it came out? Yeah, 2003. Okay. Do any of them have cell phones? Now time? In the movie. No. No. So they didn't get to call the cops? No. For what? I'm assuming it's going to go apeshit. They're in a cabin in the woods. What do you think this movie's about? (sighs) I don't know. There's going to be some telepathy monster. Telepathy monster? All right, so... Cut to the past, 1960. Does the cabin blow up? No. No? No. Oh, wait a second. I don't know. We'll get to it. Oh. Uh, Cut to the past, 1960s Dairy Maine, 20 years earlier. Who? What do you mean, who? (laughs) Dairy Maine? That's the name of the town in Maine that they're from. It's a person? (laughs) No. Dairy is a fictional town that Stephen King wrote, and that's where all his stories take place. That's a stupid thing. All right. That's where it takes place, famously. It's not in, not in Jersey. No, <laughs> he's not from Jersey. He's from Maine, I think. Twenty years past, Derry, Maine. Did doodly? What is it? What the children are? Children. They are talking about. They're. I say Dudley. Like, no. No. Duddits. No. Duddits. None of them are Duddits. It's Henry Pete Beaver Jonesy. They're. All four of them are children. When do we meet Duddits? Now. They are going to an abandoned warehouse, not the brain warehouse, because there's a photo. Is the brain warehouse modeled after this warehouse? Not really, because you don't see inside this warehouse, but maybe. I don't know. Mm. I didn't read the fucking book. All right, all right, Stephanie King. Didn't know we were talking to the creator of this. He's my father. They're going to an old abandoned warehouse in the town they live in because there is a photo of an actress, and you can see her vagina in this photo. Do we see it in the movie? Yeah, but, like, she's wearing underwear. (laughs) She's wearing fucking pantaloons. She's wearing, you know, underwear. Um, So they're walking over there, and they're like, Beaver, you better be telling the fucking truth. And... They find a shirt on the floor. It's a ripped shirt, and they're like, it's a kid's shirt. Uh-oh. Beaver says, fuck Someone me. Someone got diddled. Beaver says, fuck me, Freddy. Who's Freddy? That's just a phrase he says. And then they find a Scooby-Doo lunchbox on the ground. And it Scooby-Doo says, belongs Doo. to Duddits. Then they walk around the corner, or around the... Bend. Whatever they they make a whoop and um she they be find coming around the corner when she comes when she comes she be coming around the corner when she comes when she comes I'm You're gonna find for some lunchbox <laughs> and then a rape child she no. be coming <laughs> it's not that crazy Jesus so they walk around the corner and they see two older jocks holding down a kid in his underwear trying to get him to eat a piece of shit you weren't expecting that were you. No, I'm expecting rape. That's not, you know, I know you want that, (laughs) but that's not what happened. (laughs) That's not my fantasy. (laughs) They're like, what are you doing? And these bullies are like, we're trying to get this, I'm not going to say the word, to eat this piece of shit because it's funny. R word? Yeah, the arsler. Oh, no. Because this is Duddits, and these bullies are torturing him because he has special needs. So how old are the kids? I'd say the young kids and Duddits, because he's their same age, are like 12 or 13. And then the jocks that are trying to bully Duddits or really harass him, they're like 16. Okay. They're wearing varsity jackets. There's three of them. And I only saw two. It wasn't until they leave that I'm like, there's a third? Um, (laughs) Two of them are in like varsity jackets. He got cut. 
they start standing up to the bullies and they're like, you can't do that. He's a human being. What's wrong with you? And the bullies are like, get out of here, kids. Like, they're like, you okay, Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1960! <laughs> It's 1965. <laughs> okay, boomer. Oh, my God. So the kids are like, do you know who this is? This is Pete. I don't know his last name. He can run a marathon in two minutes. They're basically saying, like, he broke world records for running, like, a marathon in the town. And so when they tell him, like, this is Pete McLaughlin or whatever the fuck his name Have is. Have you ever heard the saying that you might be the best in something in your small town, but when you leave your small town, you ain't shit. Yeah, have you ever seen Big Fish? I love that movie. Maybe. Oh, they, it's like one of the fucking lessons. In, whatever. Um, so <laughs> they're like, he can outrun any of you standing here right now. The minute we tell him to run, he's going to go to town and get one of the adults to come over here and see what you're doing to this kid. Oh, one of the... Oh, okay. I one, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought one of the jocks. No, what okay. the fuck? So the bullies are like, man, it's not worth it. Because then Beaver's like, let's kick their asses. Even though Beaver is literally three foot four. And he's the one, of course, because short kings. They, they all, all bark, no bite. Swerves, yeah. for him. Yeah. The bullies are like, okay, they're threatened enough that they're like, that's not worth it. <laughs> Whatever, it's but not they're like, fun anymore. We'll see. Meanwhile, in fucking It, one of the bullies has a fucking switchblade and cuts the fat kid and carves his initials into him. Yeah. And that goes harder than whatever this shit is. Yeah, this is a little... Lame. Yeah. Yeah. So, the bullies leave, or whatever, they throw the shit at Duddits. The kids go over to Duddits, and he's freaking out, making noises and shit like that. They touched the shit to throw it. They had gloves on. <laughs> the bullies <laughs> did. Yeah. They were uh, prepared. Whenever I want to fuck someone up... <laughs> I take my surgical gloves. Because yeah. <laughs> if I commit a crime, <laughs> that's not... ain't no fingerprints. They're like, oh, he won't calm down. And Beaver's like, if I do something to calm him down, you guys better not tell another soul. He's going to smack him across the face. No, he starts singing. Oh, God. He starts singing a song that I swore I mentioned earlier, but I didn't. She be coming right No. <laughs> it's fucking Blue Bay something by Roy Orbison. The song is playing in Jones's head when he's working in his mind warehouse. You didn't mention that. I didn't. But this is what he starts singing. And he's, like, singing really well. And he's calming Duds down. And they're like, oh, Beaver, we didn't know you were so sensual. And he was like, shut up. <laughs> I don't think they said sensual. They're children. But, um. You're so sexy. <laughs> they're like, does this belong to you? And they give him the lunchbox. And he's like. I am going to imitate this character. I am not making fun of special needs people. I'm just trying to set the scene here for my confidant who has never seen it. He picks <laughs> He picks up the lunchbox and he goes, Ubi Ubi U E A U because that's how he talks. He doesn't pronounce the first or last letters of words. How does he say I? He says I like I because they're like, Is this yours? And he's like, I done it. And they're like, what? He's like, I done it. And he picks his arms up in the air. It be uh it. <laughs> what? He, you said he doesn't say the first and last. Yeah, but he does for that. I don't for know. his name. Okay. Yeah, for his name and shit like that. They're going to take him home now. But they go to the warehouse like window and they see the naked photo of the woman. Naked. She's wearing a full fucking dress. Her legs are open and you see her underwear. Where and is this photo? In, the, in a warehouse on a bulletin board. This rundown warehouse. Oh, so that's it's no like longer... some porn, like somebody the put it up fold. on it. Yeah, yeah, but it's no, it's like a black and white photo. Oh, like one of the old ass ones. Mm. And Pete's like, we came all the way here for that before they invented color. And Henry says, no, we came here for him. 
and they all look at duddits. Back to the present. Back to reality. Whoop. It's called, I don't know how the fuck that song goes. Whoop. Kablamity. <laughs> Kablamity. <laughs> they're in the woods, and they're out hunting, because they're still at this cabin, mm-hmm. and it's snowy as fuck. A snowflake gently falls from the sky and, and lands on Beaver's glasses and goes, twink. <laughs> and then it shoots him. It's fucking so fucking lame. So, we're, here we go. We're getting into the shit now. This is the reason why this movie is... Cray, cray. You know, this is the plot of the movie. Part of it has to do with this this group of children, and they all have powers and, and shit like that. And they were kids. And how they met this kid, and like is how... Is he an he, alien? Stephanie, can you wait till we get to the end of the fucking movie? Oh my god, he's You've an alien. enough trash that it's like, you could probably guess it if I let you, but just shut up, Okay. Well, I already guessed that they have telepathy because No, you didn't of... guess that, because I, t- I asked you the question that had te- telepathy in it, and then I told you about Henry, and it's just shut up. I so... guess that it it's because of Duddits. Yeah, all right, fine, great. Gold star. Beaver is down on the ground, and he has a rifle, and then Jonesy is in, like, a treehouse, and he's looking down, aiming at a deer, and then all of a sudden, in front of the deer, a man drops to his knees. He's wearing, like, hunting gear, and he has, like, one of those, like, flap hats that, that hunters wear. I mm-hmm. think it's called a hunting cap. I don't know. Yeah. It's like what Holden Caulfield wears. Jones is in the tree fort at this point. He goes down to the ground because he sees this man who obviously needs help, and he's like, are you okay? And the man doesn't say anything. And the guy then says, thank God I'm, you found me. I'm lost, and I've been lost since yesterday. Did the deer stab him with an antler? No, no, no. He just looks, he looks ill. He's really white. He hasn't had any water. He just looks sick and dehydrated and tired. So you can eat snow. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Jones brings him into the cabin. They get to the cabin. He brings him inside. He's like, my name is Rick McCarthy. And he's like, nice to meet you. My name is Gary Jones. My friends call I'm me. I'm Pickle Ray. My friends call me Jonesy. So Jones helps him undress because he's freezing cold. He's like, let's get you out of these cold clothes and put you by Let the fire. Let you up. And his hands are fucking gray. Like, they're fucking no color. He's like, what the hell is that hanging from the ceiling? This man who's sick. It's who's like, do. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a dream catcher. It helps you catch nightmares. Allegedly. Like, oh, that's cool. Then he lets out the sickest burp I've ever heard. Like, I gagged when I heard it. It's disgusting. So he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. That smells awful. I ate some... I fart out of my mouth. I ate some berries, and they must have upset my stomach. Then you hear, like... It's like his stomach starts to grow. Poison! (laughs) Jones is like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just going to take care of you. Now cut to Peter... Pete, they call him Pete, and Henry are driving in their car down the road. I don't know where they're going at this point. But he cracks open a fucking beer. Yeah, right. He cracks open a beer. It's funny you should mention Walmart. And um, he's like, don't worry, Henry. He's like, I know this looks really bad at the We're fact that I'm drinking beer at 11 in the morning. And he's like, but I don't come out here all the time, and I don't do this in my regular day-to-day life. Because I would get arrested. And <laughs> do you know what? There's no cops in the forest. I don't have a problem, especially when I'm out here. Henry is upset. Who says this? Pete. The car salesman. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazies. Yeah. Henry's upset because his patient from before in the beginning ate himself to death. Someone texted him. I'm sure they had they like a hospital. Or telepathy. He's like, no, I'm sure the hospital had to tell him, or like he saw it in the newspaper. I don't know. That is going too far. I don't fucking know. I didn't write this movie. It cut. It keeps cutting back and forth. Beaver comes back to the cabin. 
because he was on the ground hunting with Jones up in the air. While Jones is giving their newfound friend some soup, Beaver comes in. In the car? No. Henry and Peter in the car. Jones and Beaver are in the, the cabin, cabin with, the, with the guy that they found. Got it. So Jones gives him some soup, and he the guy has like a red mark on his face, and he's like, I must have, be having an allergic reaction to something. There's a whole lot of problems going on. We don't know what any of them are. I got gangrene. I ate some berries. Beaver walks in, sees him, and says, Bitch in a buzzsaw. This, I told you, the dialogue's fucking awful. He's standing there looking at him. Now this man is letting out the most lethal, disgusting farts a soundbite could ever produce. Is he farting himself to death? I wish. His stomach is getting bigger. Like, you see it kind of, like, starting to grow. This is totally that book that we read. <laughs> he keeps moving and farting. And Jones is like, this is our friend Rick McCarthy. I found him. He's sick. He needs to lie down. We're giving him some soup. He was in the freezing cold. An alien he's like, might have crawled into his body. He's like, maybe it's a good idea I get some sleep. So they bring him to one of their beds. Uh, I would burn that bed. And he's like, I'm so sorry, boys, that I'm just, you know, letting out these fucking lethal farts. They put him, in, they put him to sleep in their bed. He knocks the fuck out. Then they run to the door to open it because that's how bad it smells. <laughs> Henry and Pete are... Did you ever have... I know they sold them at, like, the corner stores, the fart packets. No. No? Wait, the ones that you press and then it's... Yeah. Explo oh, yeah, I think as a kid. Did you ever have someone bring it to school and make no. it... Oh, God, they did that at my junior high. That shit... That place was a shithole. <laughs> your junior high school? Yeah. But they didn't put you in a mobile home in your junior high school. Mobile home year was awesome. Okay. So. I learned what perky tits were. <laughs> Henry and Pete are driving back. They went to a convenience store to get groceries. And the guy who owns the store, the, the like little like mom and pop shop, is like, mm -hmm. there's a storm a-coming. Best get back now. You oh, hear? There's a storm a-coming. Yeah. It's only getting worse. So they end up driving off-road. Because. Is the storm. Because I guess it's quicker. And they're driving and they're like joking. And then all of a sudden there is a woman sitting in the fucking snow. And they veer out of the way so as not to hit her. And they crash their fucking car. These people have learned nothing from watching horror movies. They're... If someone is in the middle of the road, hit them. Uh, <laughs> okay. The car crashes. It rolls like six times. It's upside down. They crawl out of the car. Pete's like, oh, shit, I think I broke my leg. Isn't, is this this other Stephen King movie? What? Misery. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get out of the cock a car. Anyway. You touched my penguin. <laughs> they crawl out of the car, and they're laughing as they crawl out of the car, even though Pete's like, I think I broke my leg. <laughs> cut back to. Cut, cut, cut. So, Beaver. It's just another manic Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yo, there's a woman in the off-roads. I moved so I didn't kill her. And then I almost killed myself. <laughs> so, Beaver sits down at the table with Jonesy and is fingering a jar of peanut butter. That's how you're supposed to start the jar. You gotta finger it to swirl the He's oil. He's eating it with his fingers. There's no oil. This is like fucking Skippy. And he's like, what are you doing, Beef? And he's like, no, smooth. He's like, peanut butter calms me. Because he's freaked the fuck out. And then he's snorting it. 
all of a sudden they hear a noise and they look out the window this fucking window is floor to ceiling like big like on this one section of the cabin and you see just fancy cabin yeah i know you see just the woods all of these fucking animals are migrating running away like i'm talking bears deer rabbits beavers birds hippopotamus no i'm kidding (laughs) um it's the final countdown They're, like, scared watching this because all the fucking animals are running away. Does like one of them like... start riding a bear? <laughs> it's a deer on top of a bear with a gun. No. No. So, back to the accident. Reality. No. Pete said he's going to strangle this woman in the road even if she's dead. As they're walking up to her to, make, to be like, why are you in the middle of this the road? This is why you don't swerve. So, Pete just admitted he's going to strangle her corpse. Whatever. He screams in the woman's face. He screams in the woman's face as they get close to her. And then she grabs him. This whole time she's like fucking silent and stoic and then she moves. She's silent though. She's not saying anything. And she just starts farting. <laughs> <laughs> then after the after the welcoming, she's like, I have to find Rick. I have to <laughs> And then they <laughs> they notice that she has a rash on her fucking neck. Like the same guy that Jones and Beaver have in their cabin. He had a rash? Yeah. He was like, I think I got a real allergic reaction to something while oh. I was out there. That's her husband. That's Rick. The animals also, when they were running, have all this red shit all over their fur. It's disgusting. It looks like melted cheese if it was red with blood. Beaver and Jones go outside of the cabin to see, like, which way the animals are running. And they're still, like, running past them or whatever. And then all of a sudden they see a helicopter in the sky. Yeah, get ready. Here's the fucking military part of this movie that I didn't need. Oh, wait. (laughs) Okay. They try to wave this fucking chopper down because they're like, oh, they can help us. They can go get this guy to a hospital. And they start shooting at them. You hear. I wish. You hear the people in the helicopter be like, this area is now a quarantine area. You have to stay where you are. Go back inside your cabin. Uh oh. Yeah. This is straight up that book that we read. <laughs> the situation will be resolved in 24 to 48 hours. Uh, never. Then a second chopper fucking rides in, and it's Morgan Friedman. And he's staring down at Jones and Beaver, and they're staring up at him, and they're just staring at each other, playing and like they, fucking... Hey, Tony! <laughs> What's your name? And then Beaver gives him the finger. Yeah. <laughs> and then he drives away. Oh, not drive. <laughs> then he flies Heart. away. Yeah. <laughs> they're military, obviously. Cut back now to Pete and Henry. They have this fucking farting bag machine with them. And Pete says, is this SSDD? And Henry says, no. I wish I knew what the fuck SSDD. Do we ever find out? I'm sure we do. I'm also going to give you a a warning right now. This next part of the movie, I had to go make dinner. So (laughs) when I came back to eat said dinner, my husband took notes. I'll tell you when the notes switch back, oh but now these God. notes. She would beat me if I did this. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. My stenographer, he took good notes. I don't know if your boyfriend would take good notes. I don't know. We could try it out if you want sometime. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to fucking. Henry goes off to run and get a snowmobile for Pete and the frozen woman. Where the fuck? I have no idea. Mary Remember. Possum. Mary Possum. <laughs> Pete says, if I die, tell them she wasn't my date. The misogyny here is just layered. He must think he's so funny. Okay. Uh, 
Beaver and Jones go back into the cabin, and this is where they see a trail of blood from the bedroom door where they left the farting guy into the bathroom, and the door's closed. They start nervously knocking on the fucking door. They're like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Nah, I just sometimes shit blood. <laughs> it's okay. It happens once a month. It's like a period, but out of my asshole. <laughs> They start panicking, and they're like, hey, if you don't open the door, we're going to break it down. He's like, I'm not bleeding. Can a guy have some privacy? And they're like, we see the blood on the floor. You literally did the thing that dogs do when the <laughs> asshole is itchy on the floor with blood. So they're like, they look at each other, they're like, all right, we got to do this. So they're like, are you ready? <laughs> and one of them says, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, we've got some work to do now. <laughs> no, no, one of them doesn't say, we have a warrant? No. <laughs> So this, they're getting ready to fucking break the door mm -hmm. down. Get ready for the most disgusting shit ever. They break this door down. The bathroom is full of blood. It's all over the place. It's on the walls. It's on the floor. Oh, it's oh, it's, 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 it's on the it. mirror. Yeah, it's like it. But, like, it's splattered in certain areas and shit like that. I like red. The guy is sitting on the toilet. He's staring out into space. You just hear a bloop in the toilet. And then he falls over. And his asshole is ripped open and bleeding. That was his last brain cell. <laughs> They're like, did he just drop a deuce? It's not poop. Whatever it is, Beaver shuts the toilet lid because something is trying to jump out of it. This man shit out something that is alive and is trying to get out of the a toilet. A New York rat. <laughs> so Beaver sits on top of the toilet seat because whatever it's trying to get out is like fucking strong. Like, it's like, <laughs> bloop, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what do you do? And then Beaver's like, I got it. And he flushes the toilet. And Jones is like, good idea, Beaver. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it didn't go down the toilet. Of course so, it didn't. So now it's still trying to get out. And Jonesy is like, I have to go outside and get tape from the shed, the woodshed. He's like, stay here and stay on the toilet. I'll be right back and then we can just tape the lid shut. He's going to be dead by the time he gets back. He says, sit tight, buddy. Can and he telepathize into the toilet bowl? Here's the thing. Beaver's character never uses tel telepathy. I'm not he saying he doesn't have it, but, like, he still can feel things and sense things, which is why he called Jonesy before he got hit by the car, but he doesn't use telepathy, like, the way that, like, Pete does with his finger or the oh, way that Henry does. Oh, he's one of does. those, I see your aura. Well, yeah, he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Beaver is sitting on the toilet seat, and he is having, like, an anxiety attack, so he pulls out his toothpicks, but that at, at the moment he pulls his toothpicks out, whatever's in the toilet Bloop. hits him so hard that the toothpicks go scattering everywhere and they fall all in the blood. So he has no more toothpicks. He has no more toothpicks. He's like, fuck. Jonesy goes to the shed. He's like going through all the shit trying to find the tape. He starts singing Blue Bayou from Roy Orbison like he did when he was a kid when they found Duddits. I don't know what song this is. It's famous. Roy Orbison died in that plane crash with... um. La Bamba and uh, Richie Valens. Ba, la, 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 bam, yeah, of course you know that one. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a beat, not depressy spaghetti. That's what he's singing to calm himself down, and he's screaming "Earth to Jonesy!" I don't know how the fuck far away the shed is that Jonesy hears him. So in the shed, he starts fucking tooting like a horn on a bike, like burp, burp, burp. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. No. <laughs> Like a fucking clown horn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jonesy can't find the tape. And Beaver decides he sees a toothpick 
on the floor that's not in blood, but it's still on the floor, and he's going to try to get it. It's as if there was a line of cocaine (laughs) on the floor, and he's like, I gotta snort it. It's right there. He's lifting his ass little by little to, like, reach to get it. And at the same time, this fucking, what my husband wrote was poop snake. I don't know, like, how else to describe it, honestly. I think about this random, I don't know if it was from a show or from a movie, but I remember watching it as a kid but I don't know what it was from. It was a bunch of kids at school or maybe after school or some shit like that, but in stalls in a bathroom. And one of the kids is sitting on a toilet because there's some creature trying to escape. And it's like a snail monster. Poop snail monster. Do you know what I'm talking about? If anyone knows, leave a comment. Uzumaki? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So he tips himself over to try to get this toothpick, and at the same time the poop snake jumps out, okay? And then crawls up his asshole? No. His glasses get knocked off. and He has fucking... glasses? Yeah, beaver. I thought I said that. <laughs> yes. I said the snowflake fell and, like, fell on his glasses and went, wink. Oh. Uh, He's okay. got fucking horn-rimmed glasses, like 1960s. Like Roy Orbison. Oh, he must have gotten such crazy headaches when he was filming this. I don't think that maybe they were in prescription. All right, so. It's because... Stephen King has bad eyesight. Okay. He needed to make one of the characters also have bad eyesight. This thing attaches to Beaver's dick, Mm. like, and is, like, biting him, and he's, like, fucking shaking everywhere, and he gets his glasses, and he puts it on. (laughs) I can't see my dick without my glasses. (laughs) He's holding the fucking thing, and it opens up like a hoagie sandwich, like like a hot dog bun, and it has, like, like thousands of teeth. You could have said. It has, like, thousands of teeth. How big is it? It's, like, this big. It's, like, horse cock size. Got it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It then bites his fucking fingers off. This... All of them? Snake. Four. On one of his hands. How can you jack off like that? Um, you know... Then it attaches itself to his chest. Oh, you can. Okay, yeah. Then it attaches itself to his chest. Like alien? And... No, not like Alien, because it's, like, biting him. And he picks up a fucking, like, toilet brush, and he puts it in between its mouth, and it just snaps the toilet brush in half. And this is when Josie gets to we the We got back. Hulk Hogan, the, the poop <laughs> snake. <laughs> they call them weasels. I don't know why. Are weasels native to America? I don't know. Josie gets there with the tape, and he sees Beaver struggling with this disgusting-ass, ass, slimy snake. Damien Lewis... Starts to cry. Who? Homeland! Got it. He ugly cries? Yes. Well, he fucks what? what's-her-face, so yeah, he got infected by the ugly cry face. I want to note that my husband purposely did not write beaver in the notes. He called him beef. <laughs> so beef tells him to leave. He's like, get out of here, Jonesy. Let it crawl up my asshole. I wanted to tickle my prostate. Poop snake suddenly jumps for Beaver's throat, and he knocks him off the toilet seat, and he just starts eating his face. What's so, the choke fetish called? Erotic association. Yeah. All right. Beaver dies. Oh no. Yeah. So then Josie slams the door because he's trying to trap the fucking thing in, and it tries to get out from the bottom of the door, even though it's way too fucking fat to get through there. I don't know. Is it stupid? Is it progressively like, getting bigger? No. It's staying the same size. Is this Slither? No, but I, I Slither is a better movie than this. This movie's disgusting and not even that good. Jones 
holds the door closed, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, making sure this thing get, doesn't get out. And then all of a sudden, the fucking door handle starts to jiggle. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing doing? <laughs> Holding on to the fucking <laughs> handle with its no hands and just shaking violently. And, like, that's what it's trying to it get out. It grew thumbs. <laughs> out of here. So he's screaming through the door, you killed him, you fuck, at this fucking snake, this alien snake. And then it breaks then, the door handle off. And then he answers him, It was stupid anyway. <laughs> he breaks the door handle off. Whoops. He didn't have telepathy. <laughs> Jonesy slowly turns around. He's fucking scared out of his mind. And it turns out that there is a fucking alien standing behind him. And the poop snake is on its shoulder like a parrot. It's this giant gray alien, like the kind that you would imagine. Is it like the typical, typical like, gray big alien. eye? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how they got behind him when the snake was in the door, and now this fucking alien is outside in front of Jones. But um, the gray alien doesn't have a mouth. He moves closer to Jonesy, and then all of a sudden he explodes into a red mist, and it gets sucked up into Jonesy's mouth and nose. Is this... My husband wrote, Jonesy breathes it in like a doof. The fuck is a doof? Like an idiot or a dingus. Oh. Pre. Uh, Prometheus? Yeah. No. They snort the vagina snake. I I don't remember that shit. So cut to somewhere. I don't know. Um, There's there's a lot of helicopters in the snow. And this is the military that we saw in the helicopters before. This is their operation set up in a perimeter. Somewhere close enough to where these boys are in the cabin, but, like, we don't know where. Do they start burning the forest? No, but, I mean, good guess. They have a quarantine set up for everybody in the town who now has this red rash all Do over them. Do they start shooting all the animals? I don't give a fuck about the people. No. <laughs> no. But they have all these red stains all over their fucking body and face, like the guy in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the rashy passy. Morgan Friedman is in charge of the entire military operation. Uh, I'm going to tell you his name now. I didn't catch it until 20 minutes before the film ended. Um, his name is Kurt Abraham Curtis. We'll just call him Curtis. Got it. <laughs> he sees a man eating something on a bus. This time the ETs belong to you. Not nearly enough. These I'm literally reading off these notes that my husband wrote. I have no How idea what the fuck this means. How long were you gone? I wasn't gone. I was eating dinner. You were gone, so girl. I couldn't... No. <laughs> I was eating dinner so I couldn't type while I was watching. So he was watching with me and he was typing. And then he just gave me the note. So I wrote takeover because this is the part where I come back in. Got it. They are eradicating animals. R.I.P. I have no idea what's happening. (laughs) I have no idea what's happening. They keep saying Ripley and E.T. They're like naming the fucking missions or the animals. We've seen all the alien movies. They're real in this universe. (laughs) Sizemore. Tom Sizemore, his character, his name is Owen. He's a soldier. He's underneath rank of Morgan Friedman. He's going to Wait, be taken... Wait, the guy I didn't know who he yeah. is. He's going to be taken over from Morgan Kronk. Friedman. There's fucking crash landing of all these aliens. But Morgan Friedman is like, we've seen this before. They've come here before. That, but they've never, Independence Day. They've never picked a terrain like this before. And they're going to try to spread the infection. This is Bigfoot territory. They're like... You know, the ones you're seeing out there, the Ripley's, they got gray boy looks, doggy eyes, smooth baby butt skin. I'm doing a Morgan Freeman. There's <laughs> nothing left. Yes, it is. You wouldn't want it marrying your sister. 
Is that what they say? Yeah, that's what Morgan Freeman says. Oh my God. <laughs> so hold on. From this conversation, it's not apparent unless you saw the movie. I guess I don't know. The aliens are pretending to look like what we imagine as humans aliens look like. You know what they really look like? They look like the fucking poop snakes, but bigger, like fat tumor-sized tadpoles running on two legs with a tail Yo, they and teeth leg open. Day. They. <laughs> you looking them up? Yeah. Okay. And arm day. Uh. And you got. And Morgan Freeman's like, you got shit weasels blasting out the basement door, talking about the 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 the, the parrots. Yeah. So creatures will only grow on a small species of the population. Don't know what that means. Um, the general doesn't want people being murdered, and Freeman, Curtis, and and Owen disagree, and uh, they're not going to let anybody leave alive this camp, this quarantine area that they have. We need a nuke. We need a Hiroshima this whole neighborhood. Curtis starts interrogating another soldier that was at a different part of the town that they're in. And he apparently let a woman and her daughter escape because they didn't look like they were infected. Oh, no. And the soldier says, Scout's honor, I swear that they were fine. And Morgan Freeman takes out a gun and shoots his fingers off <laughs> that he's holding up when he says Scout's honor. And he's like, the woman was caught, and she's crawling with Ripley. So what the fuck are you talking about? I hate this movie. So Owen and Curtis are now talking alone after that soldier leaves, maimed or whatever. And Curtis is like, this is going to be my last day today. I'm passing the torch on to you. I'm going to give you a present. And he gives what him a... What is this? <laughs> so... Oh, my God. I... That's such a fucking movie trope. Like, I'm about to retire. I'm going to teach the young guy my tricks. And flips. I'm going to introduce him to my favorite prostitute. <laughs> he gives him a gun. Her name is Cherry. And he's like, you know, you see this, you see this gun? I got this gun from John Wayne. And he's like, now I'm giving it to you. So <laughs> I got this gun from Bond. James Cut. Bond. <laughs> Cut back to Pete and his lady friend, Sir Fartsalot. Right, 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 yeah. M M M Miss Fartsalot. I don't know. Cut back to Pete. He's alive. Who's Pete again? Crazies. Got it. He's with that woman who's just farting. She's laying next to the fire, and it cuts to the back of her, and her ass has exploded. Have you seen that TikTok? Oh, God. What's his name? Guy who did Deal or No Deal. Oh, <laughs> Howie Mandel showing his friends prolapse ass prolapse he, asshole. Well, no, it's just a picture. He thought it was pudding. All right. So anyway. But it's it's that and him going, my friend. Stop. All right. I got it. Is yes. this COVID related? Oh, God. So there's an alien somewhere around where Pete and this woman are. She's dead at this point, but Pete doesn't know it or recognize it. He didn't see her blown out asshole. <laughs> no. So Jonesy is on a snowmobile and he's possessed by the alien that got into his body. And it... It's like he's sitting on the snowmobile. Homeland. Yeah, he's oh Jesus Christ. He's sitting on the snowmobile and he's like, "What do you want with me? Your body? I need to get to Massachusetts." And he's doing a British accent, and like Damien Lewis is British, but like his accent sounds fucking ridiculous in uh -oh. this movie. The monarchy yeah. has invaded America. <laughs> so his head switches every fucking time he's going from talking as Jonesy, the American, to this alien with a British of, accent. Instead of being. And I was like, and he was like, 
And I was like, and he's having, he's put just, he has these crazy facial expressions. I so fucking stupid. So then Pete's sexually harassing a corpse, and he's drinking beer, waiting for Henry. Her asshole. No, waiting for Henry to get back with the snowmobile. Is he just like slapping her dead body? Like no, what is he doing? He's like, you're not a looker, but maybe you'll have to do tonight. Like talking to this corpse, not knowing that she's dead. Necrophilia no, is I'm, my fantasy. He has six beers down, and then he starts. He gets up to piss, and he starts spelling his name in piss with the most crazy on her body. No, <laughs> with the crazy, with the most crazy, perfect cursive that urine cursive could come from. That's not possible. I swear to God, he's spelling out Duddits in the snow. That's not his name. Duddits, their friend. He's there. No, he's just. You said his name. He's spelling out Duddits in the snow. You said he's spelling out his name, so I thought he was spelling out his own name. Spelling out Duds in the snow. Got it. He starts crying because that woman he helped never went to dinner with him. (laughs) She just drove away. (laughs) He's he's like, Duddits, I always thought of you as piss. He's telling this woman while he's, you know, creating piss art that Duddits gave all four of them the ability to know things when they were a child. Telepathy. Woo, woo, woo. They're like, he says... Duddits came from another place to prepare us for something bigger. As he's peeing and spelling out Duddits in the snow like Michelangelo, a poop snake jumps up from the fucking snow because he pisses into a new part of the snow and it just sinks. And there's a hole. And he's like, what? And then the poop snake jumps out of the hole and grabs onto his dick. Why is this poop snake so fucking horny for penis? I don't don't know. It's me. But that... (laughs) He starts struggling, he's like lashing and like beating, trying to beat this thing off him, but he falls, he falls dick first into the fire. So the poop snake gets burned, he rolls over, his Wait, snake doesn't what, get burned. What, where, <laughs> there's snow, there's piss, there's... Fire, how about it? There's anal leakage, seepage? Yeah. Where the fuck is this fire? He built a fire. Outside? Yeah. They're sitting in the snow. I'm sorry. So, this, listen. That's what this confusion. Well, that means a good thing you asked me. The good thing you asked me. That's why I'm here. Ask the stupid questions. Okay. Remember when Henry went to go find a snowmobile? Yeah, and he's riding it. No, he's not there yet. He didn't find it yet. He's walking, looking for a snowmobile in the snow. So, he starts to... Wait, who's Henry? The therapist. The mist. So then how did Jonesy Homeland... found a snowmobile? I have no idea. But he is possessed by an alien and found a snowmobile. And he's driving. And Henry is walking. Henry is walking where Jonesy is driving from. So at some point, it's like they're going to meet up. And he starts talking to himself. And he sees Jones coming. And he sees him riding a snowmobile. And he sees him talking to himself. But then Henry says, who is Mr. Gray? What are you trying to tell me, Jonesy? Wait a minute. You're not Jonesy. So then we see Jonesy driving down a path on the snowmobile, and Henry hides behind a snow patch, and they don't see each other. You get it? If he has telepathy. Oh, God. They both do. If they both have telepathy, how could one sense the other, but the other not sense... The they one. did because Jones is possessed by an alien. But remember his memory warehouse? He has an office where he keeps things secret. 
that's where Jonesy is still in his brain. So oh, he's so sending he's out yes, he's sending out messages to Henry of like watch out. Jones Mr. Gray is talking to each other on the snowmobile. He tells Jonesy, I need to go somewhere. And he's like, I know what curse words are. I don't there's a sentence that's said and it's not I don't remember. But Jonesy is like, fuck you, and he's like, I know what that word is because he's not human. <laughs> Jonesy's like, how about this, Mr. Gray? Eat shit and die. And the alien says, how do you know my name? So the alien is named Mr. Gray. And he's like, it's because in the ambulance... Have you ever frowned so much your forehead starts hurting? Oh, yeah. That's happening to me right now. So the reason he knows his name is because when he got hit by the car and he was in the ambulance... Ambulam. He saw Duddits, and Duddits said to him, watch out for Mr. Gray. But it sounded like Ash out meets the A. Oh my, my god. god. Yeah. Foot, foot circle. <laughs> Full so, circle. Foot circle. Jonesy rides up and finds Pete. Pete tells him, Jonesy, oh my god, thank god you found me. I thought my, I would wait till I had an ex wife to bite my dick off one day. And then I don't even know if he tells him yeah, that a that, snake like, ate, uh, ate his dick. Oh, okay, but that, I mean, that's that's probably relevant to whatever was going on at the time with that woman who chopped her husband's Lorena dick off. Lorena Bobbitt? And then threw it out the window and then they I found don't know, it that's a really big stretch that you're connecting, you know. <laughs> We're so, talking about Stephen King, so I don't think it's anything as a stretch. So Pete senses that something's wrong with Jonesy and he says, who the fuck are you? You sound like one of those James Bonds. Because Jonesy's talking in a British accent because he's Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. Jonesy is inside his head, looking out of his body, and he's banging on the walls. And he's like... what? Hold on. What is that movie? With the emotions, the animated movie, with the happy, sad. Oh, Inside Out. Is this Inside Out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Adult form, Inside Out. (laughs) So... He's like, Pete, don't fall for it. Don't listen to him. He's, he's, it's trap. Jonesy says, get on the fucking snowmobile, you stupid fuck. I gotta get to Boston, wicked fast, but in a British accent. So then he like pushes Oi. Pete. <laughs> That's it. And Pete starts doing his finger shit. If I went on a date <laughs> with a man. God. And he started doing this to me. Mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm it's just, time to go. I'm, I'm, I need to go to My the My dead mother just called me. I gotta leave. <laughs> I had one of those bells installed above her grave. <laughs> when it di- She just died, so <laughs> she's still alive. So cut to inside Jonesy's head. There's a monster outside his door. It's that fucking alien. It can't get into his secret office. It, it wants know the to password. Get, yeah, basically. It wants to get into his office. Cut to Henry. <laughs> the password is oopadoo. Oopadoo. <laughs> Cut back to Henry. He gets to the cabin. Okay? There's that red mold growing everywhere inside he the cabin. He walked there? Yeah, he walked there. Okay. And I would walk 10,000 miles. And I would walk 10,000 miles. Just to see the poop snake that killed my best friend outside the bathroom door. All right. He gets to the cabin, there's red mold all over the fucking place. It's disgusting. I hate this movie. I used to like it. Henry sees that Beaver's dead. What did you just say? I used to like it. 
Henry sees that Beaver's dead. There's a man whose ass is wide open. The bussy got cracked uh, in the bathtub. Oh, no. He's like, what the fuck happened here? And then, even though he wasn't there, he sees in his head the moment that Jones gets possessed by the alien that he, like, sucked up. The mist. He sees this. Got it. Even though he wasn't there. Got it. Their power of telepathoop. Yeah, but he has a different type of telepathy. They all have the same type of telepathy, but, but then I... each of them have, like, special spe- characteristics. Oh, no. Okay. He's in the house. He sees this shit. Beaver's dead. Then he hears something, and he goes into one of the bedrooms. He, like, knocks the door open with his foot, and there's a poop snake sitting on top of one of the beds in a circle like a donut with a pile of eggs in the middle of the bed. Fucking disgusting. It has a vagina? I'm pretty sure that the ones that run like the ones you saw that were like a skip leg day those are the males and the snakes are the females so the ones that look phallic are the females nice i don't think they felt it they, they weren't like let's hit up the guy who created alien and see what he has to say about this none of that shit i mean okay if you could rip your uterus out and then yeah. run around that's not bad i want to run like those things on two legs like <laughs> with the fucking tumor heads so it keeps shitting out eggs, and Henry... Are they ping pong eggs? They're clear green eggs. Okay. They're so disgusting. Like, like little boogers? Yeah, but they're, like, not as big as a ping pong, they, I'd say. Do they look like tadpole eggs? Mm, I don't know tadpole... No. Or frog no, eggs, no. not tadpole. No, 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 no. So, keeps laying more eggs. Henry shoots at it and misses. I don't know he if has he a has a gun. I don't know. Oh, is it like the rifle when they were shooting, maybe, hunting? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it might be that. And then he shoots its fucking head off, the poop snake. It has a head? Yeah. It's a snake. I thought it was like a vagina poop. It opens up, but when it's closed, it, it like, has a, it's just... It has a little... It has two eyes. You gonna look it up? <laughs> you know the faces that I made, drew, like, just a little head with yeah. the... Yeah, I'm thinking no. of that. <laughs> it almost looks like it has like a moose's snout and then it opens up wide when it shows all its teeth (laughs) all right hammer shoots its fucking head off and then he goes and finds lighter fluid and he see he's going to like set these fucking things on fire he looks behind the pillow and he sees that a bunch of these eggs that were behind the pillow have hatched already so now all of a sudden he's staring down at the floor and these little baby poop snakes start crawling out towards him and they start climbing up his clothes and he's like fucking stepping on them is this like alligators no well you okay if an alligator i don't know if it's crocodile or alligator the same thing if they lay their eggs, and it's a certain temperature, all the eggs end up being female, or if it's low, all the eggs end up being male. If you're saying all of them are poop snakes, they're all female. I guess so. He's trying to get the matches out to set them on fire, all the snakes that are crawling towards him, and he drops all the matches on the floor, except one. And he's struggling to light it, but then... Is this Fifth Element? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. He finally does. Really? Yeah. And he starts to back out, and he fucking just drops the match. That deuce. The match. That the light match. The lit match. And everything starts to set on fire. You just hear it. <laughs> as, like, the poop snakes are dying. The baby poop snakes. So, the fungus is flammable? No, no fungus. I mean, the red shit, I don't know what that is. They never explain it. But how does it just implode and... He, he threw... Fl- lighter fluid all over the place oh, i said that it. i did say that i said he went and gra- grabbed lighter fluid okay 
flashback. They couldn't find duct tape, but they find ladder. They Fla- found flash flashback. They create five small dream catchers and they put it together to make a giant one. And they all scream, "I did it!" in a circle that they're sitting in. And they're doing this in the '60s because they need to find a missing girl in their town. And they're like, "Dudits can do it!" So he's like, "Miss, oh. Miss A," and they're like, "No." Mr. They, Gray. They don't get that. That's what he's saying. Back in 1965. They say to him, yeah, Duddit, save the day. We will save the universe later. They all get fucking hypnotized, and then Duddit teaches Pete how to do this finger shit. And Pete starts doing it, and he leads the way to, <laughs> to where the kids are talking to each other in their heads as he... Okay. Hold on. So, back up. They're all standing in a circle, and Duddits is, like, going to give them their powers, finally. Pete has the fucking power You are to... the yellow power <laughs> ranger. <laughs> Pete has the power to do shit with his finger to be able to, like, find things. And the way this shit works is that he moves his finger, and then it's like a scope that goes, like, Oh, my God, it's like With a magnifying sticks. glass, and it's, like, reverberating, like, fucking magnifying. It's stupid. It's so, echolocation with his finger. Yeah, basically. Pete leads the way. Then they start talking to each other, and to each other, but in their heads, like Beaver, Henry, and Jonesy. They're speaking to each other, and he's like, "How Yo, did you what's hear the that?" Answer to question twenty-four. Yeah, that's how they graduated college. One of them is a therapist. One of them is a teacher. Pete leads them to a quarry, and they find a girl's purse next to the train tracks, and it's just fucking referencing all of his movies because train tracks is Stand by Me. Duddits is wearing a yellow raincoat like one of the kids in fucking It. They're going to find some kid like in Stand By Me. It really fucking is. They find a storm drain, and the missing girl that they're looking for, Josie, is down in the storm drain. Oh, my fuck. So then they call out to her. She's like, I'm in here. And they form a human centipede chain to drop them down the, the fucking storm drain to try to grab her and get her out. And I guess they did because it cuts back to the present day. And Henry starts walking back to I don't know fucking where. Owen and Curtis are now driving choppers together. And they pick up... Helicopters? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not driving. Flying. Because choppers is another name for motorcycles. Okay. I don't care. No. Helicopters. I'm, I'm cl- well, that's a big difference. <laughs> so, Fuck they me. pick up radio feed. And Curtis is like, don't fall for it. It's it's human voices, but it's saying stuff like, help us. Don't kill us. We're oh, no. okay. <laughs> I'm a fragile little girl. It's funny because I said Curtis is making Samuel L. Jackson insane speeches <laughs> over this radio feed to all the rest of the people. Because it's like him in a chopper, Owen in a chopper, and then four other soldiers in their own choppers flying over this, like, land. He has a helicopter license. Who? Or are they just passengers in the helicopter? No, no, they all have licenses. They're all driving their own helicopters. So. Oh wait, okay. I've... They drive over an in cove, and there's a bunch of gray aliens standing next to. Yeah, how did you know? What really? <laughs> they're next to a spaceship, and they're like, we Don't shall overcome. We shall overcome. They're like in Woodstock, like. No, not Woodstock. Uh, what was that big ass concert? Burning Man. No, not Burning Coachella. Man. No, the in in the eighties. 
Live Aid? Yeah. <laughs> but remember, that's not what they really look like. They look like what we think that they look like. So while they're standing there, like, peacefully, like, waving their arms so, like, nobody will kill them, <laughs> the military is driving over them. <laughs> they just... <gasps> and they start fucking gunning them <laughs> down. <laughs> and then all blowing shit up, and then they all start turning into those tumor tadpoles, and they're fucking running. <laughs> like, <laughs> with fucking just on two legs, these fat, meaty things just running away. Wait, the poop things have legs no i told you they're the male versions probably and the poop snakes are the females oh i thought the gray ones were what we imagine them to be yes but those are the males they're fucking huge okay okay so i'll accept it (laughs) i said they look like giant lima bean tumors or giant tadpoles (laughs) with legs they start fucking self-destructing going into their pods and blowing the spaceship up. So this area that the helicopters are over, now it's blowing up. So Curtis is like, back down, back down, get out of here. Because he sees that, like, their bombs are going off. And it makes the helicopters, like, it just, it, it's a huge explosion. The other the helicopters like, yeah, 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 like, start going fucking flying and blowing up. Curtis and Owen get the fuck out of there. They're the only ones who survived that. Of course. Main characters. So, back to Jonesy and Pete. They're on the jet ski. No, I mean, the snowmobile. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. Pete says Duddits's purpose was to warn them of this exact moment. And Jonesy is like, tell me the about... The poop in the warehouse was a metaphor for aliens coming to invade Maine. Jo- 20 years from now. <laughs> Jonesy is like, tell me about your friend Duddits. Did he teach you that... I'll try to do a British accent. I, warning, this is going to suck. Tell me about your friend Duddits. Did he Oi! teach you? <laughs> All right, now you want me to do Oi. Ruff. Where you from? Where you learn that nice nifty trick, like, bub? Where you learn that? It's a bit rude to people that are nice in your chest. Who's Jonesy? Um, land. Oh, wait, so he's talking to the alien. Pete is talking to the alien. Got it. Jones is in his own head. Gotcha. He's he's, he's snug snug like a bug in a rug in his warehouse office. No, because the fucking tumor thing, the, the lima bean is like, let me in. I want to know about your secrets. <laughs> Do you have a leprechaun? <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray who? I'm going to burst out of your asshole. <laughs> I'm going to explode that pussy. Um, <laughs> so, did it... Uh, Jones is like, Mr. Gray is like, God damn it. <laughs> He's like, tell me about your nifty trick and your friend done it. And Pete's what? like, bite my bag, motherfucker. That is and, the lamest. And Jones is like, okay, we'll do. And then turns around on the jet ski and then turns into the fucking lime bean and then eats him. Blump. Yeah. Now Jones starts to hitchhike to Boston because his snowmobile crashed and a trucker pulls up. And um, he has a gun and a German Shepherd, the trucker. Oh, and Jonesy's upset as Pete died. Yeah. One he bites ate the him. Dust. Yeah, He's he in bit him. him. No, no, he didn't really eat him. He just bit him oh. the shit. So, <laughs> the trucker's like, where are you going? And he's like, uh, Massachusetts. And he's like, Boston. Are you? <laughs> I need to go so to like, that Dunkin' I Donuts. To, I need to hit up the donkeys, and I need to hit up the Warburgers. No, I, I need to go to Newberry Street. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get that dope. No, you know what fucking time of year it is? It's the time of year where all of us meet up in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot and we gotta figure out who's gonna be the next mayor. 
a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> the trucker's like, yeah, I'm going that way too. That's fine. And Jonesy, who's really Mr. Gray, is like, I believe there's something at the back of your truck that has fallen out, my good sir. And he does not talk like that, but whatever. So the truck he goes go- from a bruv <laughs> to very what's the word? Posh. He he goes from a bruv to very posh. The trucker comes out. Jonesy kills him. The dog starts barking like crazy. The dog starts driving the trailer. <laughs> so he kills the trucker, and he's getting ready to leave, but not before feeding the dog a bunch of roadkill with eggs inside the roadkill. I was hoping there was going to be something like, what's that movie? War of, War of the Worlds? No. Where um, they're allergic to birds? I'm, they're allergic to, to water or air. They're, air. They're, the aliens are allergic to dogs. Uh, no. So... Jonesy, in his head, starts looking up telepathy tricks in his brain, but to get them into his secret office. He has to run out into the main part of the warehouse, but that fucking lima beam is like, it looks like fucking the little alien babies when they pop out of people's chests, but bigger, like six foot, no, nine no, foot no. tall. No, no, he's playing Pac-Man. He's, he's wheeling boxes from his memory to his secret That's office so while Mr. Stupid. Gray is chasing him inside his head. And oh, and my husband was like, why in his brain is he limping? Like, why? Because <laughs> he is. And I'm like, because he got hit by the car. He's like, why would he envision himself like that? He's giving himself a handicap. Cut to Henry. He's now skiing down the street, like, to get to where he's going. He couldn't find a snowmobile. He set the cabin on but fire. But he found skis? Yeah. <laughs> he runs into troops, and they hold him at gunfire. Because he's Point. still in the... Yeah, he's still in the quarantine area. Curtis and Owen, they start going into the quarantine area in hazmat suits, and they're looking at all these people, and they all have the rashes, and they're talking to them. And Curtis is like, we'll get you all out of here as soon as we can. Don't worry. After we shoot you in the head. Owen and Curtis are walking out. They take their hazmat suits out. They're walking in the snow. As they're coming out of the quarantine area, Henry is being escorted into the camp. Missed. All right, Jesus Christ. They find out he's a doctor, because he's a psychiatrist, I hey, guess. What? And, oh. Uh, <laughs> he, psychiatrists can see patients. Like, you know, they can talk to them. Yeah, but, but they have, like... I know, it's not talk therapy. They do more, more... Yeah, I know, don't worry. They find out he's a doctor, and Owen says, Oh, you'll, you'll, way... be, you'll be really useful, doctor, because they don't know he's a mental the, doctor. The only way we can get these aliens out of these people is if they all have therapy sessions. <laughs> So, this is why mental health. <laughs> this is boy. whole movie. Better help. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> better health. Um, better hope. <laughs> better hope. Nope. <laughs> so, Henry is staring at Curtis and Owen as they're talking to each other because he's reading their minds. Yeah, I figured. I didn't know that. Because Curtis stops and he's like, ow. Because his head hurts because he's being infiltrated. And I'm like, why would he feel that? That's fucking stupid. Then, then, then Mr. Gray should have been like, oh, bruv, what does my fucking <laughs> You got some antiprofen. Curtis and Owen are in Curtis's office now, or a trailer. And he tells Owen, everyone has to die. Owen's like, no, there's a good chance that they'll get better. The, the research shows that if we just let them, like, you know, pass time, like, their rashes will get better. They won't be infected. These are fucking gems of dialogue I wrote because like, I, word for, for word, 
Curtis says, if three-star General Matheson had been in my spot for the last quarter century, you'd have never made it to your first jerk-off. <laughs> He's like, what you really need to worry about is a hitchhiker. And Owen's like, what's a hitchhiker? And what? he's like, he's like an alien that takes over one of us and pretends to be one of us to then infiltrate more of their species. Now, if you thought he said it that poetically, you're wrong, because no. this is what he said. If Some... you think that one of them could crawl up your asshole <laughs> and you wouldn't feel something in your asshole, you are wrong. Somebody to scatter the infection like Johnny fucking Appleseed. Wow. I mean, you could have swapped what I said into this movie and it would have sure. been the same. Oh, and if you think this is easy for me, you're crazier than my mother was. I killed the bitch. <laughs> Wait, this is my favorite fucking line. Those poor schmucks. They drive Chevrolets, shop at Walmart, never miss an episode of Friends. I don't watch Friends. It's garbage. Wait, hold on. Let us know in the comments. Do rednecks love Friends? <laughs> this is fucking Maine. I mean, Maine does have rednecks. All right. Curtis is giving his speech, and he opens the window blinds, and he looks out the window, and Henry is still standing in the spot they left him, staring into the window. What? Curtis they is were talking. In, they, they, were were to, they were outside, and that's when Henry infiltrated his brain. Yeah, but then went inside? They went into his office, or I said trailer maybe even, and they're having this conversation about how civilians have to die, and he opens the window blind, and Henry's just standing there, staring through the window, and he's staring out the window. Yeah. Their conversation ends. Owen walks outside. He's walking on one side of the fence, and Henry's on the other side of the friends. Oh, friends. no. Fence. What? Auschwitz. No. Christ. Boy in the striped pajamas? No. Henry walks alongside him and he's like, what are you going to tell your wife and kids? And he knows them by name. So he's saying, what are you going to tell Mary and Johnny and Bobby? Like, he's just, you know, he's fucking Who's reading his this? mind. Oh, Henry missed. To, to Owen. Got Tom it. Sizemore. He tells Owen, your boss is insane and he's been hunting aliens for the last 25 years. He's a danger to everybody and you know it. He says, what would your father think? He was also a soldier. And then says a sentence to him that I didn't fucking bother writing down. But Owen turns to him and he's like, that was the last words my father said to me before he died. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> he's like, Owen, you made your boat. Now you got a sail in it. <laughs> you so, build your boat. <laughs> so... He tells Owen, you have to go back into your office, you have to contact your general, and you have to tell him what Curtis's plans are, otherwise everybody's going to die. He's like, then, you have to come with me, because my best friend is possessed by an alien. And he's a real hitchhiker hitchhiking in a hitchhiker body. <laughs> and we gotta find him, and stop him, before he infects the earth with, Before um, he starts bestiality on this German <laughs> shepherd. Yeah, before he, like, lets all of these fucking poop snakes babies into the world got it owen tells curtis like what? okay <laughs> i agree with you and he's like that we have to kill everybody for for safety reasons he goes back and he talks to curtis and he's like but you have to listen to this guy who we met outside the doctor he has some crazy shit to tell you about his friend being a hitchhiker mm -hmm. so curtis is like okay sure i'll listen to him but first i have to voice march of the penguins um so <laughs> 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 so, 
They trick Curtis and they lock him in a barn. <laughs> and Owen... What the fuck? <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> the little penguins. I they... need to save them. <laughs> <laughs> the sea lions will eat them. They will never get to experience having their little babies between their feet. So Curtis is in one barn, Henry's in another. Owen steals a truck and crashes through the barn that Henry's in. And he's like, get in. And Henry's like, you almost ran me down. And Owen says, I thought you would read my mind and get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) You crazy telepathic bitch. (laughs) General Matheson, they're all their bosses, is on the way to the camp to take over. And Curtis now sees Owen and Henry driving away through this barn. Uh, there's windows in the barn? No, I don't. <laughs> we'll say yes. Okay. <laughs> so, he says, though, out loud, Okay, Owen, you just crossed over the Curtis line. <laughs> now, he's British, too. I don't know what I'm My doing. line. So, in the snow. Henry is in the passenger seat of this truck. Owen is driving, and he's like, Where are you, Jonesy? Pick up the phone and dial 1-800-HENRY. 1-800-H-E-N-R-Y. So then, oh God. Oh no. We're in Jonesy's office in his head, and a phone appears on the desk. Is it one of those old school yes, phones? Yes, it is. It's a oh. rotary phone. He picks it the fuck up, and he tells Henry, You have to go to Maine to get Duddits, because Mr. Gray is afraid of Duddits, and that's how you're going to be able to stop him. He's scared of Oopadoo? Yeah. He's scared of. Does he bring his lunchbox? Yeah, it's where he puts his cancer medication. Can you fucking wait? wait he right has up? cancer? I'd let me get to it. God. So, I was like, who the fuck is Dutter? And, uh, and he's, like, he's like, he's our friend. Um, he's like, listen, Jonesy died twice the night that he got hit by a car, and it made him immune to Mr. Gray. He got hit by a car? What? Stand with me. In the beginning of the film, Jonesy walked out in the Oh, middle. got it. But twice? His heart stopped twice that night. I don't know what that has to do with it, but he, he can't he can't get sick by Mr. Gray. Not fully. That's Mr. why Gray he can't just... fully take over his body. That's why he's battling him still in his head. So Owen says they have to kill Jonesy no matter what in order to stop Mr. Gray. So Owen tells Henry. But no, he's going to be trapped in his warehouse burn for the rest <laughs> of eternity. Henry says, whoops. Owen says, you oh. know, we got to kill him. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, because, you know, he's, he's possessed by this fucking alien. So they pull up to Duddits' house. Roll up, roll up. Where Duddits' mom greets Henry, and she says he's been waiting for you. Duddits is dying of leukemia. What? So they know that this journey is going to kill him in the end. His mom is like, I'm fully aware he's not going to make it, that he's not coming back home. I'm cool with him but dying. him knowing you are coming for him has given him life in a way I haven't seen in a very long time. So he's going to be ending up dying happy instead of being in this awful room and his life slipping away. Dunnitz, Donnie Wahlberg looks like somebody was like, we want him to look like this, and they showed you a photo of Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. You know that movie? Oh, <laughs> I swear to God. Like at the end? Yeah. Oh, no. Look, Google a photo if you want. Google. She packs his Scooby-Doo lunchbox with his <laughs> cancer medication and tells him goodbye. And a fruit roll-ups. She 
says goodbye to him, she kisses him on the cheek, and then she goes like this with her hands in the air, like, I done it. Oh, I thought, like, the aliens no. going, woo! No. <laughs> and then they leave, and it's so anticlimactic, like, that's, that's her son, and that's how she's saying goodbye to him. Remember I told you Curtis gave Owen a gun that he was like, it was John Wayne's? <laughs> sure. It has a tracking device in it. So now he what? has his people find out the truck that Owen is in to find him. That is so stupid. I know. That is just but in ex machina the, But in bullshit. the meantime, Matheson shows up and Curtis is like, I can't wait to retire. I can't wait to go home and watch nothing. I can't wait to have my asshole blasted by aliens. <laughs> but nature documentaries. So he's like, I'll have everything shut down in an hour. That's a lie. Meanwhile, <laughs> Jonesy crashes the truck because I guess... Um, Whatever planet he comes from, they don't have driver's ed. So <laughs> a cop pulls up because Jonesy's now outside, like, waving a car down, and it's a cop. He kills the cop. He takes the cop car, and he takes the dog with him because the dog is still alive. Yeah, it's impregnated with these fucking worms now. Was it a female? I don't know. He ate whatever he ate. It's just sitting and gurgling and growing inside <laughs> his stomach. <laughs> Yo, dog farts are nasty. Okay. Jonesy and Jones are having a conversation. At the same time, Duddit's in the car with Henry, tells Henry, Jones is in a police car now. Ista Gay is Mr. Gray. Oh, I wrote that. Oh. <laughs> that's what the fuck he was talking about the whole time. He calls Jonesy Onesy, because even as a fucking adult, this is how they're making Donnie Wahlberg talk. And Henry's like, Issa Gay? Issa Gay? Mr. Gray, and he's like, you've been trying to tell us about him our whole lives. Ever since you almost ate that shit. He says, Mr. A wants war. And Owen's like, he wants war? <laughs> I'll give him war. Uh, he's like, Wouldn't he say no, or? he wants water. He's going to put a worm into the Boston drinking supply. What? And he... Yo, if you said the Mississippi River or some shit like that. Why? Is it big? Yeah, it goes okay. down like what? <laughs> is it big? <laughs> so Curtis, who's about to retire, decides, fuck that, hops in a helicopter because, psych, this bitch ain't retiring. Jonesy tells Gray, punch it, dude, don't be a pussy while he's driving the cop car in the snow. And he, he's like, okay, I will. And he drives straight into a fucking dish and crashes the car. And then Jonesy's like, <laughs> but in his head. Oh, he made? Yeah, he did that on purpose. Got it. He's like, because male alien or male human, you have the ego of a bitch. So I know you're going to do it. The only common factor in all the crashes you cause is you. <laughs> Jones slash Gray starts carrying this fucking dog on its shoulders through the snow to the water plant because they're close enough. But the car is now crashed. Is he going to eat the dog into yes, the water? He breaks in by punching the glass. Owen, Henry, and Duddits get to the water house, and now it's like daytime, like it's been like an hour, I guess, or whatever. He takes a machine gun out, and he says, it's been nice knowing you, to Henry and Duddits. He's like, stay in the car. He starts to walk towards the tower, and this is when fucking Curtis comes down in his helicopter, and they start shooting at each other. <laughs> so... In the meantime, Mr. Gray hears all these gunshots, but he's trying to pry open the manhole to this water supply. And he hears, like, all the gunshots going on outside, but he doesn't do anything about it. Owen gets shot by Curtis, 
Curtis is coming back towards Owen with the helicopter, and Owen takes out the John Wayne gun and starts to shoot back at him, and he shoots directly into his fucking window, so then air's, like, coming out, and then he shoots the tail of the helicopter, and it starts smoking, and he's like, oh, god damn it, and... I was supposed to it retire. It goes down, it blows up, of there's course a giant explosion. No. Oh, okay, good. Jonesy then hears this, too, and he's like... Like, his head, like, perks up because he hears this explosion. But he doesn't Kaboom. do anything. Henry and Duddits walk over to Owen, and he's dead. And they're like, oh, so sad. Oh, no. Henry takes his gun, and he tells Duddy to go back to the car where he'll be safe. Where you'll die alone. The dog is laying in the water tower, and a snake blows out of its ass and just crawls out. And it does remind me of that fucking book. And yeah. just, like, is on top of him, the dog now. It's taken fucking Mr. Gray 20 minutes to get this manhole pried open. Like, that's how long. Like, in the time that the, all the shooting and shit would have happened, he would have fucking done it. And, like, the world would have ended. Henry walks in and kills the poop snake before it can lay any eggs. Okay. Then he's sitting against Only the wall. Only one poop snake? Yeah. Didn't he, like, swallow a shit ton of eggs? Yeah, but I don't know. One, I don't Only know one the fucking got magical realism of this fucking alien invasion. Ow, so. I stabbed myself in the eye. Mr. Gray pretends to be Jonesy, and he's like, Henry! Or, you know, he's like, Henry, I'm so glad you're here. And Joan, and Henry says, who the fuck are you? He's like, you know, I'm going to have to shoot you just to be sure. And Jones is like, ask me something only I would know. Because he's tricking him. And in the meantime, while they're having this conversation, the dead snake poops out one egg. <laughs> so Henry says, tell me something only Jonesy would know. And Jonesy says... SSDD. And Henry says, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so the little egg hatches and a, a little a mini poop worm pops out. Yo, the incubation period is like two seconds. Yeah. But it took what that's so <laughs> stupid. The dog ate the shit like twenty four hours ago, it feels like. But the worm that just got born out of an asshole already gave birth to a live baby sure so fucking stupid okay so he says to jonesy what was painted on the wall by the window of the warehouse the day that we found duddits he starts to answer it he starts to answer it correctly and then duddits falls in the fucking window frame or the door he doesn't fall in the window and he finishes it i don't remember what it said it was four words i don't remember it jonesy starts like convulsing like having a seizure on the ground the alien comes out in its true form out of jonesy out of jonesy out of his poop hole no, out of his mouth and nose, because he breathed in the mist that, like, initially Oh, it hit. comes out as a mist? Yeah. So, Duddits then says, Ooby, ooby, ooh. We have some what ooh now. Scooby-dooby-doo, we have some work to do now. Yeah, I'm glad you got it. Duddits walks up Does to he the alien. Want some Scooby snacks? No. Here's my gun. And the alien, they have, like, a tail with, like, a tripod claw, and... <laughs> It grabs him by the chest, and it starts beating him on the floor of this, like, concrete warehouse. Not warehouse. Water tower. Okay. Meanwhile, the worm is still moving towards the manhole. The little baby yeah. one. The alien stabs Duddits with its, like, stinger, but he doesn't die. And instead, Duddits turns into an alien as well. But he looks different. He looks like... I can't even tell you. You just have to Google it. It's like, I fucking can't deal with this shit. So, Aliens could get cancer? I don't know. 
No, it's just a way for him to, like, end his life because he's his purpose now is gone. Mr. Gray stabbed Duddits. Duddits stabbed Mr. Gray back. Now they're fighting, and they're fucking, He like, also had a claw tail? Yeah, he does, but he's a different alien, so, like, but he also has, like, a stinger. <laughs> what the fuck? They hit each other with their stingers, and then a cocoon, like, forms over the both of them, like a uterus, and then it explodes, and red dust just flies everywhere. But not before the dust forms into a drink catcher. Because <laughs> you forgot that. Jonesy stands up, and Henry stands up, and Jonesy's Wait, like... Wait, hold on. Is it is it in the shape of a dream catcher because it's it's Duddit's poof? Duddit's is the reason that they were all, like, formed together, so he's the main dream catcher. Well, I'm only saying that because obvi- I'm assuming they didn't distinguish... That's a lot of assuming, so... One alien didn't have a different poof color than the other. No, there wasn't. But I guess, yeah, it signifies, like, Duddit's. Gotcha. I Duddit's. I want to die. I so. done it. <laughs> I done it. I done it. Jones stands up. Henry stands up. Jonesy's like, H. And he's like, like really happy to see him. And then all of a sudden, the worm is about to jump in the fucking manhole. And Jonesy just steps on it. And then Henry says, Jonesy. And the movie ends. Wow. Here's the small amount of trivia. I'll just run through really quickly. Okay. Stephen King said in an interview, this movie is going to do for the toilet what Psycho did for the shower. No. Stephen King sold the rights of this book for a dollar. When doing Mr. Gray... For in Arizona. When doing... They're $1.50 now. <laughs> Inflation. Really? Oh, God. When doing Mr. Gray, Damian Lewis was purposely doing an impression of Malcolm McDowell. Who? From A Clockwork Orange. Alex in A Clockwork Orange. Oh, What? Yeah, more, more, more up my alley though. He was the pimp in Milk Money. This is gonna be too much of a tangent. Maybe not. Milk Money is a movie that I grew up watching as a child because um, I grew up in a dysfunctional family. But it's about these three teenage boys who decide to go buy a prostitute for the day so they could see what a naked woman looks like. And she gets caught up in chaos and she has to run with them to their hometown of wherever the fuck they're from. And she lives in their treehouse and it's a lovely movie. And. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Like I've heard of this movie. I love that movie so fucking much. And Malcolm McDowell's in it, and he is a British pimp in the film. So, whatever. When Beaver drops the toothpicks on the floor, that mm-hmm. ultimately is the reason he dies, there is one still in his hand that they forgot to, like, fucking cut. <laughs> and that's Dreamcatcher. And what would you rate it? Uh, a thousand mm-hmm. stars. Three stars. I would give this movie a good old five stars because it's a good chap. It gave a good, it gave a good try. I mean, I. He's not five stars. He's not as fast as my guy. I mean, I'd I'd be down to watch it. I guess it's entertaining enough, but it yeah. does suck. All right, well, that's my movie. Sorry if this was painful to listen to. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good. I'll try again next time. It's okay. We all try. And fail. Only some of us fail. <laughs> All of us. Well, thanks for coming by to listen. Tune in next week when we do a different film. Every episode <laughs> is a different movie. Yeah, duh. <laughs> what the fuck? Fun fact. Okay, bye. Bye.